You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everyone, welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 186, we're discussing the cast announcement of The Suicide Squad and best ensemble casts in comic book movies. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. It's been another quiet but wild week in Nerd. I, we've got this announcement from James Gunn. He is fully back on Twitter, fully back on social media, spreading the DC gospel now. Keeping things pretty light in the MCU, but we got this cast announcement, this enormous cast announcement for The Suicide Squad. Some very exciting names there. This film is picking up some momentum. Got James Gunn, got an incredible cast. I'm loving what I'm seeing here. And we're going to kind of leverage off that a little bit towards the end of the episode too. And we're also going to talk about the best ensemble cast in comic book movie film. You know, there's a lot of films that depend on these humongous casts, everything from X-Men to Avengers to Justice League, whatever. There's a lot to talk about there, and we're going to break down some of our favorites, some of the best, and maybe even talk about some of the worst, because they don't always work out. Dark Phoenix, haven't seen it yet, (laughs) (laughs) but we will get there, guys. End of the episode, we're going to talk about all that, and we've got a ton of stuff to run through this week, including rumors about a solo spinoff on Disney+, Plus, Robert Downey Jr. potentially coming back to the MCU for a brief cameo. It's a wild week, guys. It's an absolutely wild week, but like we always do at the top of these episodes, we talk about our weeks in nerd. For those of you new, for those of you returning, you guys know the the drill here. We're talking about what we're collecting, what comic books we're reading, and what we're enjoying in Nerd this past week. So, gentlemen, welcome back to the Nerd Room. We are live in Nerd Room proper here. Yes. Loving life. <laughs> this room is getting more and more dense Loving by the it. day. Kijiji has been real for yeah, me this man. week, but I got to hear what's been going on with you, my man, Troy. Yeah. How's your week in Nerd been? You know, it's super quiet at first, man. And then, um, shoot, I just went in full attack mode. I uh, finally got my hands on the new release of Hasbro's uh, Power Ranger series, the Black nice. Ranger. Oh, oh, man, I tell you, guys, these figures, like Hasbro, Hasbro's been great, fantastic with the Marvel Legends, obviously, and of course with the Black series. But these Power Ranger lines are awesome. First of all, they're discounted right now. Um, the older nice. stuff, at least, they're about 20 bucks right now, Canadian. But the new uh, Ranger I picked up is actually exclusive to EB Games. The Black Ranger with like the gold nice. Green Ranger oh, armor. Yeah. He's only worn it for like two minutes in the whole series, so it's weird that he didn't <laughs> that figure. But the articulation is fantastic because they combined a bit of the Black series along with the uh, the Marvel Legends. So you're getting like double elbow joints and you're getting like hip swivels and everything. It's Ooh, you fantastic. You can dance with them. Oh, you can do everything with these figures. So <laughs> loving life. It's probably my favorite pickup of the week. I picked up a, a Stranger's Things uh, zombie upside down. What's the kid in the first season that got taken away right away and they're looking for him? It's the tip of my tongue, man. Yeah, I can't remember the kid's name. Oh, yeah. But I I picked him up. He's discounted really cheap at EB Games. So I was like, ah, cool. I'll I'll grab this guy. Uh, It's it's packaged upside down, right? It's packaged upside down. The zombie version of him is packaged because there's there's two. There's the regular kid and then there's like a zombie 
um, I guess, exclusive yeah. version of him. So, so that was pretty cool. And then I picked up uh, another Anakin. These Anakins are all over Man, the place. Nice. You've had a week. I, know, yeah. I had to get that Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. And then, you know, EB Games had this, um, I don't know the name of this character, but he's so, is $4 at EB Games. <laughs> And I was like, I got to pick this Black Series up. I forgot the name, but Grabs gave us a cool like rundown on the backstory of this character. I believe from the Solo movie. Kind of mm. looks like, has like an elephant face, I guess. The uh, oh, um, Moloch. Moloch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think, uh, the the creature at the start that is running the, the Solo crime syndicate little thing that they right. got there with all the kids and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get for four bucks. It's four dollars. Four dollars and fifty cents with the edge card. It's nice. a deluxe <laughs> black series figure. Like it originally yeah. posted I think at thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, because oh, I took off the sticker there's yeah. another sticker that's 29 and then there's another sticker underneath wow. that at 39. Yeah. Selling yeah. like hotcakes, I guess. <laughs> well, that thing sat yeah. lingering on the shelf. I'm, I'm so surprised you got it for four bucks, though. I couldn't believe it, Because man. that was on the same scale as the uh, Gamoran Guard, like the, exactly. the larger scale Black Series that they're trying to give in the deluxe packages. And that thing was gone right away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, um, yeah, man, that was that was my, my pickups, those guys there. And then Sanjay came through and got me this cool dual pack of the Spider-Verse with uh, Gwen Stacy and obviously Miles Morales. Yeah, man. So good looking out. He got that discounted pretty cheap too. So it's it's been a good week. But you know what? To top it off, though, shout out to my wife, my incredible wife. She and I finally went to see Rent out of retirement. I, I'm a oh, big Broadway nice. guy. Yeah. Rent's back. And I know your wife also yeah, saw she it as well. And, yeah. Man, worth the wait. I think they retired it a while ago, but it's back. And I've, all I've had is the soundtrack and the movie. Yeah. To see this thing live, pretty good seats. Man, this was like the show. It's probably my number two spot for best Broadway yeah. shows right wow. now. So. Have you seen Come Far Away? Come From Away? Uh, the movie? Away. No, it's a Broadway show. It's, a Broadway. Ah. it's about the events of 9-11 and all the planes landing in, oh, in, in Goose Bay. Goose Bay and yeah. Okay, no. Best, I've seen a ton, like, like, not to brag or anything, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. I've seen a ton of, it is incredible. Really? Yeah, really? I started the Jubilee too. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Is that in town right now? No, it's, it, it, I think it's gonna, I don't know if it's, it's touring Canada for sure. I don't know if yeah. it'll come back through town, but. Oh, cool. man. Yeah. But we bought actually Broadway passes for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get like how many shows? Like four or five shows. That's right, because nice. we were looking into that first, because there's, there's a lot of good shows coming up. Like Wicked's coming back. Yeah, Wicked. Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, I'm so looking forward to ones. Hamilton. You guys oh, are so cultured. Man, I tell you. Well, you spent time living in London, so did I. Exactly. In the yeah. UK there. And yeah. they're just everywhere. everywhere. So Sound of the Opera, all those good yeah. shows, right? Yeah. And you can just, they're just at your fingertips. Whereas here, you have to kind of strike out. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. No, it's, it's good That's stuff, awesome, man. man. I recommend awesome. it. Everybody out there, awesome. get out there and watch a Broadway show. Well, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that brings us to our next announcement. The yes. Nerd Room is going to be doing Rent Live. So, our next episode... <laughs> Troy, Tim, and myself will be reprising the roles of Rent. Something, 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 something. Big long number. <laughs> Man, it is good. Yeah. It's well, so good. It's so sad, though. Yeah. I remember watching the movie and just yeah. crying. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad with the music, man. Like, yeah. oh, so many good tunes in there. Yeah. yeah. I'll have uh, to rent it. There you go. There you go. You're the worst. <laughs> I thought you had the steelbook already for this thing. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> Sonny, what'd you get to this week? Well, speaking of musicals. Watched another good musical. There we go. Rocket Man. How is it? Oh, let me tell you. It's like Bohemian Rhapsody last year was like the big yes. musical biopic. I like Rocket Man more. More. Yeah. More it's than more Bohemian. It's more fantastical. Oh yeah, it's it more of yeah. like a musical. Right. Like it definitely yeah. like includes his Elton John songs, uh, just with random events that are going through, and then like they kind of you know drive the narrative or like tell the story. So it's not wow. just like 
oh, this is the song, and then they play, like, the Queen song. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, oh, those events are happening to the soundtrack of, like, all of his different songs. That's amazing. Any like, scenes outdo the live eight performance at the end of uh, oh, Bohemian? Because that man, was cool. That was unreal. There's yeah. one scene that, like, comes close to that. Like, I is Elton John playing at the Troubadour in L.A., like, mm-hmm. when he first got started? And that scene was really cool. cool. Um, well, and Taron Egerton of Kingsman yeah. fame. That's yes. right. He sings every single one of those he songs. He is great because he actually in the movie Sing, the one with like the singing animals, yeah. and he plays the gorilla in there. Oh, does he? Yeah. So I he, he actually has like chops. Like, dude can sing. Dude, like, Elton John said, this is the only kid I want yeah. doing this because he's the only incredible. one who can sing my songs. Yeah. No, it was unreal. Like, I haven't, we haven't seen Joker yet, but he can he should get nominated for uh best actor really i think so yeah okay yeah and like it's too bad that this film did so much worse at the box office than bohemian rhapsody it made 700 million dollars less worldwide whoa which is a lot like this movie barely i don't even think it crossed 200 million yeah but bohemian like outperformed like by large i don't think it's expected to do well bohemian 2 is kind of the first like they've done the biopics but it kind of hit this Mm -hmm. i don't know what it was but it just got so much momentum yeah 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 and it got and it won what's his name won the oscar remy malik remy malik yeah Yeah. yeah yeah and uh, people are saying too that one was pg-13 whereas rocket man's are oh is it? so okay. i think that's kind of like maybe maybe that plays a part but man it was such a good film that's good to hear uh okay. another film i saw which not quite as good but not actually not as bad as people have been saying was dark phoenix mm-hmm. i i have <laughs> still yet to see it <laughs> so i saw that yesterday troy just about rolled his eyes back so far that they came out the other side um dark phoenix yeah you know um didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. You know, it probably <laughs> a resounding endorsement from the nerd room. <laughs> like you could see, kind of. <laughs> I didn't love it, but also didn't hate it. It's like you see Rob Cast, yeah, <laughs> friend of the show, friend of ours, yeah. posted online. Like I went in with extremely low expectations. It was all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty like if, much if how your it bar was. is at the bottom. It doesn't it's, take much to get over. No, it. no. I mean, I went in with rock bottom expectations, and uh, I could see where they were trying to go with it. And I know there was a lot of problems because Captain Marvel was coming out around the same time, and they also had the scrolls. Mm-hmm. So Dark Phoenix had to change that and change the ending. Um, but I actually really liked the ending. I thought the ending was cool. I thought the beginning was cool. The middle just was so flat for me. Train scene? Did you feel it? I felt it, yeah. yeah. I love seeing, like, the mutants use their powers and just, like, giving zero Fs about, like, killing people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a different uh, different vibe. You know what? I think the issue, or just from your, I, again, like I said, I haven't seen this movie, but I'm yeah. going to guess that I'm probably not going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, the bright spots you're talking about, it's got to be, like, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender. They were great, yeah. yeah. Not Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> did, did you did you like McAvoy? Did you like the character? Not, not necessarily his acting, but did you like what they did with Xavier? Because he, he felt very, he very felt like different. a dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he was dickish in this. Like, yeah. And maybe, like, that was originally, like, maybe that's how he is in the comics because I haven't read him. But I base like, I don't know, my baseline for Professor X is the the con- or the TV show, 92, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's always been, like, this, like, father figure, teacher. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's never been but the in Lieutenant the comics, Dan. Yeah. He is in, uh, but, but, uh, what is it? No, is it Days of Future Past? Yeah. yeah. When he gets the little old Lieutenant Dan. Long oh, hair yeah, and yeah, wheelchair yeah. and all that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 But like in the comics, I know, I think this was in the 60s. Wasn't it revealed? And I, I think I remember reading this in Onslaught 
It was revealed that he had a crush on Jean Grey. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of yeah. weird, right? Yeah. So maybe they're playing more into that, like where he has like a dark side, a bit of a dark side. But it wasn't even that. Like he was doing some dickish things with the X-Men where yeah. Jennifer Lawrence's character even had to call him out. Right. Which, it just felt like, where did this Professor X come from? Been, all of a yeah. They've been through that before mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. in the series with yeah. Professor X like yeah. regressing back and not wanting to be a part of anything. That's there's right. There's a future past he goes there, right? Where he mm-hmm. basically blocks himself off. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is like a 360. In this yeah. one, he's kind of like in it for the glory almost yeah. at some points which is like which is not the character at not all. at all no, never has no. been the yeah. basis of them and they got there's some flack actually from the MCU mm-hmm. that people because they're talking about recasting the X-Men Magneto and Professor X yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. doing them not Caucasian right and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were up kind of up in arms about that yeah. mm-hmm. but like the initial like what they based those characters on was Malcolm X and Martin Luther King that's right, right? exactly like, right. that's yeah. the basis of those two characters that's it's right. kind of yeah. the more of the like the militant style yeah, more extreme. of fighting back yeah. and the more of civil. The, the civil it's yeah. crazy yeah. It's, that's at Professor X and Magneto yeah. Yeah. it's so beautifully displayed there right exactly right? and so people getting up in arms and like I like it's to me it's yeah. you cast the right actor for yeah. the role yeah. yeah like yes there's some heritage there and all that and yeah. i understand the need to connect them even to the jewish roots for sure mm-hmm. yeah but you could do anything you could do apartheid right yeah. Like yeah. you can connect him up to that if you want to do african-american right that's South right. africa this is where it's coming from you have to have like this catalyst for them their, their mutant powers coming out yeah and that's a pretty powerful thing to do. Or you can do 1950s, 60s in America. That's right. right? You could actually go to, Mar- like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and it actually aged them up a little bit better, yeah. too. Right? Well, exactly. Yeah. It lines up. World War II is getting very, very hard without yeah. freezing them for 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make it realistic. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, that was just a side tangent. I thought I'd squeeze in there because we're talking about them. But, yeah. Um, at the end of the day... Professor X, especially mm-hmm. the way that Patrick Stewart portrayed him, yes. very specific. Like that aligned a lot with the comics. For aligned, sure. aligned a lot with the TV show. Yes. The anime TV show. Yeah. Yeah. That Hands portrayal. Down. Yeah. Well, anyways. No, no, I was going to say, you probably wouldn't like it just based on the fact that they really mess with the timeline. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if you sit and think I'm about like, that. Yeah. <laughs> just how, how the film ends and like some of the events, you're like, she has the Dark Phoenix power in Apocalypse, but in this one, she gets it in space and you're like, what i thought she already had it because remember at the end of apocalypse yeah, she like big she embraced it yeah it. right yeah. so like did she embrace it and lose it and came back around like it's really weird yeah the timeline was really weird and i don't know like but my last bone yeah. is that transition scene to like this weird singing scene in the field in the forest oh yeah dazzler dazzler is in it but dazzler was cool but was that not like weird like how yeah, it just like yeah, it went it did, there it didn't feel like an x-men movie right no. it kind of felt like a little bit of twilight Yes. Right? Yeah. Well like said. just like yeah. these tweens yeah. tweens drinking and yeah. like you right. Yeah, and then like, hey Storm, give me some ice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and another thing, another thing. Come so Storm yeah. Storm Actually. uses weather, right? So she uses like the Earth's um weather to create like the rain and the lightning and stuff, mm-hmm. right? When they're in space, she's able to conjure up like water and stuff. And I'm like, but how does that work? Because she needs like the clouds and stuff, like to me like that like it's just like an oversight like yeah. that yeah i was like she's in space man you can't just like conjure up water like yeah i don't know i Who mean no so you guys yeah. this is like i really make me want to see it <laughs> i was just gonna say you yeah. want to see it now <laughs> so you know i don't know i just thought like there was some cool stuff like some cool fight scenes i i put on my ranking it's the third least favorite of mine i i still liked it over another resounding <laughs> i liked it over last stand and x-men origins Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would say they're like kind of in that class, but there's some good moments. It's definitely not like Fantastic Four level for me. 
No, no, I don't well, think it's as bad as that. No, but just it, in this day and age when everything's like pretty good, the bar's yeah. pretty high, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. it's too bad that it went out in this note. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it's coming back though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I have not this not class, not yeah. no no no. Um, I have like kind of mixed feelings on it. Like in one way, it's cool to join the MCU. Another way, though, I don't think like the tone and stuff is gonna be completely different. And I kind of like like Days of Future Past and Logan a lo- little bit more like harder like R rated for Logan and Deadpool. I just don't know if Marvel's gonna do that like with Disney. Probably not in the MCU for sure. No. Right, and they're not gonna go that direction with it. No. And I've already heard rumors of like Deadpool being PG thirteen. Well, again, like we said before, you can play into that yeah. with Deadpool. Like you can play into have Ryan Reynolds saying like I can't swear or bleep it out. Bleep right? it out. Oh, but yeah. I'm hardcore, man. I need that. I'm like an edge <laughs> metal be guy. No. Because at this point, Deadpool could become repetitive yeah i've yeah. seen this joke i've seen this shtick before right like over and over and yeah. over again give him a different element make it so he can't do that stuff for sure like this would be normally when you see a bullet go through someone's head yeah but because we got bought by this guy <laughs> this mouse <laughs> yeah i can't do this like, sure. to me there's a ton you can do right with that platform because of how it's presented this breaking mm-hmm. the fourth wall stuff for sure right and i there that would be a lot of fun in my opinion yeah. to do something yeah. like that yeah, I mean, they tried that with uh, the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I own it, but I haven't seen it. So we'll have I to see. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> they have this kind of like a Princess Bride-like thing. Yeah. We're speaking of which, there's talks they want to remake that. Yeah, I saw that. Please stop. <laughs> Please just don't. Like, just don't. <laughs> just, there's no good, there's no good reason to remake Princess Bride. Yeah. There's none. Yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we're off to an absolute chaotic start. Welcome to the Princess Bride podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. This is Sanjay, everyone. <laughs> no, my week prepared to die was almost uh, not quite as chaotic as this conversation, but Kijiji hunts are real, my brother. Yes. It is something else. Yeah, I uh, I spent a lot of time <laughs> meandering through Kijiji this past weekend. And I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll reiterate it here. I'm probably the worst person to deal with on Kijiji. My starting point is half of your ass. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's aggressive. Like, immediately. Well, that's Sanjay saying that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a brown man saying that. But, so, I did, I, I've got a lot of things on the back burner here. But I did expand my Pez collection. Mr. President. Yeah. That's right. He's in the house. I got an Emperor Palpatine from 2004, a General Grievous from 2004, and a Yoda from 2011. Wow. So I've made a declaration on the Nerd Room Twitter feed that I am going to make an attempt to get every single Marvel and every single Star Wars Pez. This is kind of my focus right now. Nice. I don't know why, but it is. I like them because they're like three bucks. I'm going to awesome. find one random one and just buy everyone in the world so you can't get it. Just to like <laughs> that's watch it. <laughs> what an investment. <laughs> I have 6,000 wasps. <laughs> I love the fact that they actually made a Palpatine in that gear, like that like entire... the purple, eh? Yeah, because we never see it often. No. It's always the black. There is like a, a glow in the dark black variant. This oh. guy, I think one of the tougher ones to get. Yeah, but I'm I'm loving the, this thing. Like yeah. it's, it's nice. such a like odd, weird collection, but like it goes all the way back, especially <laughs> the Marvel stuff. You go break back to the '60s with these things. Wow, wow, that's yeah. crazy. And so that that's when they get a bit pricey and all yeah. that. But well, when you're going through Kijiji, make sure you like get me or Troy to come with you because I don't want you to get kidnapped. Like I've seen horror stories of people answering ads on Kijiji. Only for them to get kidnapped. So. Don't worry me like that, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 man, that happens all the time. Though. So I can come with Jeez. you. I do mostly bin stuff. 
Yeah. Like in some guy's car, or he's like, "Yo, no, no, come like, into like, my like car." Bin on the front step, and you just throw the you know, oh, bag, yeah, baggy full of yeah, money. That's in. good. Oh, you take your yeah. stuff. Yeah, that sounds yeah. sketchy, man. Yeah, but I that's a, I, yeah, a little bit. It's funny because I'm in, so I pull up in like we have this like van, right? Pull up in this van. There's people on the street, and I just like run out, open this bin, take myself, chuck a bag full of money in, and take off back, and hop in my car and take off. It's a drug deal, man. Like it's kind of what it looked like. And yeah. I, I don't know what it is about collecting Kijiji, yeah, especially stars of Marvel. But every single one is on the periphery of the city. I have to drive so thirty far. minutes in yeah. any direction it's from up. my house. Oh man, like we live pretty close yeah. to inner city. Yeah, and I am opposite ends of the city oh, to yeah. get anything it's like it's crazy every, every collector lives in the suburbs yeah, of yeah. Calgary. It's so yeah. far away <laughs> right oh, it's man. like everyone in the middle bought it and then everyone on the outside like kept it and yeah. then they're like oh exactly yeah, yeah. i don't know what the hell it's is. crazy <laughs> it's killing me though killing me though and one funny thing that kind of came back to our attention this past week our dude carlos he was down in kind of the southern part of calgary i think the southern part of calgary and he's got his parents or whatever. And he sends us a picture of this box of Star Wars merchandise. You know, everything from the Hallmark collectibles that you get at Walmart to some uh, Black Series three three quarter inch card backs and all that. And I'm looking at the picture because he had sent it to us and said, five bucks, guys. Is there anything in here you can see you want? I'll grab it for you. I'm looking at the picture and I said, this looks really familiar. <laughs> like the, all the same stuff that we we're digging through in the $5 Vader box at yeah. the Red and White Show. And I said to him, I said, ask them if they're at the Red and White Show, because I'm certain it's the same, same people. One. Yeah. And it turns out it was the same box, a $5 oh. Vader box. Wow. So he was able to get a card from them. And this weekend, I'm going to see their private stores collection to nice. pick through it to see if there's anything I want. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. So again, ain't no shame yeah. in my bigger game. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do, man. Yes. Walmart's pretty bare. Toys R Us is pretty bad on the stores then especially. Yeah. And like I said a few weeks ago, my Star Wars collecting has peaked again. It's crazy. Like I'm riding this wave into Force Friday, Triple Force Friday. I'm just amped Aww. to be back on the hunt for Star Wars stuff. I'm thrilled, man. Yeah. It's kind of it's funny how everything lulls. It kind of comes and goes, ebbs and flows, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. With the MCU, with the momentum after the uh, Far From Home and Endgame, Endgame all that yeah. dying down a little bit, yeah. and Star Wars starting to pick up for me. Yeah. I found like this, like I'm just riding this wave up. I'm so excited to be back. Collecting I, I'm there with you. I didn't think I'd be there, and me neither. Um, it just it just came. It's just been slowly going. What was it since the well D23? D23. That's what kicked really it off, kicked yeah. it in the high gear. Where like, I rearranged my whole basement yeah. of uh, Black Series and um, Triple Force Friday. Man, I'm excited, especially yeah. with that reveal of uh, the new Ray figure. Yeah, it's really good. The actually. sculpt. The yeah, we saw close. some comparisons. Yeah. yeah. She looks good, man. Yeah. Hasbro, 2019. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, there's some comparisons floating around Twitter there. Like, and we're looking at it right now. The Ray from The Force Awakens. Yeah. It doesn't even look like her. No. And this new one, whew, on point. Well, I'm like the Pez. Oh, the Pez have like yeah. no, just like the Pez have better like face it does. sculpts. It does. Than the 2015 <laughs> Black Series, right? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Force Awakens came out in 2015. Yeah, yeah. Same year as uh, Endgame, or not Endgame, um, Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's really. It was my peak collecting year of my life. Man, was it same year as Age of Ultron? Yeah, 15. Yeah, May that's 15. Crazy. That's like what we were talking about on Twitter because like I was going back and I was like. Did you know, like, Batman Begins was in theaters the same time as Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Episode 3. And, like, to me, the timeline doesn't match. 
Yeah. Like I always thought like, oh yes, episode three Star Wars came out and then Batman Begins came out like a long time after. Yeah. Same year too? Same. Yeah. That's nuts. They were in theaters four weeks apart. Yeah. It's crazy. Four weeks. So think about it. You could roll up to the theater June 2003 and be like, yo, what do you want to see? Batman Begins or episode three? But Batman Begins, at least for me, flew yeah. way under the radar. Oh, it flew yeah. up everyone. Yeah. It wasn't because I think so... everybody's kind of done with the bats yeah. after. Uh, yeah. Well, it was the first kind of like reboot that worked. Mm yeah right like yeah. but it was kind of like a soft because they, they, if it didn't do well it could have just bled into 89 into yeah, yeah into yeah. that joker yeah. right um well fun fact too because um christian bale wasn't he rumored to also play anakin as well at one point oh really I also yeah i thought he's rumored i think it's dicaprio and christian bale were at one point to play the young uh young so Vader. does that mean then hayden christensen would have played batman yes possibly <laughs> well, is it any different than uh robert Betts? <laughs> well i'm right? sure at the time it would have been like a major casting brouhaha for sure right it would have never happened because liam neeson qui-gon jinn yeah. wasn't in revenge of the sith because he was filming batman begins really yeah. oh, so he was gonna be i think there was i don't know if it's oh, it was ever okay. like in place but there yeah. was rumors that or at least some conjecture yeah. that Liam Neeson was kept out of Revenge of the Sith because right. he had commitments to Batman Begins. Right. Wow. And they couldn't Surprise film cool. a cameo or whatever, right? He, like, realistically, he probably should have filmed some sort of Force Ghost cameo. For sure. In mm. Revenge of the Sith, yeah. talking to Obi-Wan, yeah, right? Yeah, because that was, like, the final Star Wars film yeah, that we are going to get, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, And so it didn't really make a ton of sense that they didn't bring it back around to Qui-Gon. Yeah. Right. And so, but That's I think right. it was it was the conflict there. Sorry, Star Wars fans. Yeah. Batman apologizes. You ruined it. Revenge of the Sith is still dope. Well, yeah. Okay, well, he, let's just throw out the question. I mean, no no shade on either one, but you're rolling up to the theater. It's June 2005. Revenge of the Sith every single day. Of the Revenge week. of the Sith <laughs> over Batman Begins, 100%. really? 100%. Yeah. Well, Troy, I already know the answer oh, to. You really know. And, and trust me, Batman Begins is like one of my favorite Batman films. I don't love it. Yeah. Like, it's super high for whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, time out, time out, time out. What did you just say? <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> it's funny because we're polar opposites. Because you like... <laughs> See you, Sanjay. <laughs> Sunny's out because you love uh, Rises. I do, and I despise it. But you don't like Begins, and I like. It's love not that it. I don't so like funny. it. Yeah. I find uh, it's punctuated too much by Katie Holmes acting. Like I find that <laughs> oh, it really okay. stops and starts, and it's a lot of it's based around her. I, I'm not a huge fan of what she does. Like Rachel Dawes in The Dark Knight, played by um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal, yeah, yeah. exponentially better in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and she can carry a scene by herself. Where Katie Holmes is always, to me, in my opinion, like using everyone else as a crutch. Oh, and then she yanks down those scenes. I don't find her interaction with uh, Cecilia Murphy as Scarecrow. I don't find any of it real. I another like it, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. There's something to me like the whole cast is great, but yeah. she sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Wow, well, interesting. Yeah, that. I love yeah. Liam Neeson in the role. He's great, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Christian Bale, I think, gets off to a really great start. Yeah. But the Dark Knight is the pinnacle of it all. For sure. But the Batman Begins to me is so far offset from both Rises and The Dark Knight. Really? Wow. Like I, I hold them in two different, completely yeah. different classes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This yeah, is see. shocking. We're, yeah. we're uncovering a lot of truths here. That's right. <laughs> you know, we think the, you, you, you've had that on like your the, chest for a long time and you finally got it off. I, I feel great. Yeah. We, we've been talking about a Nolan Batman retrospective oh, for a yeah. long time. Let's do it. And yeah. you know what, guys? We mm. promised this, I would say, June 2016, maybe? Yeah. yeah, yeah like I think that yeah. it actually took like him shorter time to shoot the trilogy and we've been promising yeah. <laughs> but what has happened recently in our family lives is mm-hmm. that we're finding some normalcy we're getting back to almost our original recording times yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think there's potential there guys once the winter rolls around yes. things slow down outside mm-hmm. 
that we could maybe do a bit of a retrospective and we can really kind of cut into some of this. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll to. see. I don't want to promise anything. No, the, the <laughs> trick to being a good parent is the same as being a good podcaster. Overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday, to the opposite of that, someday we're just going to throw up three episodes of a retrospective series for you guys to consume. That'll come at some point, mm-hmm. whether it's in 2019, 2020, 2025. I don't know. We'll still be here. <laughs> Hopefully. We will be. Like, what if cyborgs take over by then? Well, then we can't really control that. <laughs> but they will have three, four hundred episodes to listen back to. That's right. right? Of the nerd room. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, maybe like in a hundred years, people will listen back to this show. And then we could be like the basis of like a new religion or something. I can only hope, right? You know, and it's on that point, Sanjay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leap off that. We got. I want to see where this is going. No, no, this is good. I got an extremely, or we got an extremely endearing response from a listener. All right. His name is Josue. Um, it's funny because when I asked him if I could read this, he said, this is how you say my name. And he sent me a YouTube clip on how to pronounce his name. <laughs> so I hope I said that right. I should have. If I didn't, well, that's my fault. I'll take the blame <laughs> for that. But he, he just contacted me kind of out of the blue here and I sent it to you guys. It was last weekend and it's really touching for all of us because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of exactly what we want to do with this podcast mm-hmm. and what we've always wanted to do with this podcast. So I'm going to read it out here. It says, hello, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now. I really enjoy listening to you guys. It's become part of the week I very much look forward to week after week. I want to reach out and thank you guys. Listen to you fellas and your passion for collecting really impacted me and my collecting, which is mostly just Funko Pop figures, but it's starting to very slowly branch out to other things as well. I had already been collecting before discovering you guys, but on a very small scale. But eventually, after listening for a few months, I switch the switch just flipped in my head to go with all things I enjoy collecting. Pops, statues, steelbooks, and now I'm finally actively attempting to read more comic books as well. Oh. This all started with listening to your podcast and hearing your enthusiasm towards these things. I got goosebumps, man. Yeah, um, man. Sort of drag so this cool. on, but I just wanted to extend my appreciation to the Nerd Room crew. Keep it up. That, like, when I read that, I showed it to my wife, I sent mm-hmm. it to these guys, and it was just, it's so, so touching mm-hmm. you know, to hear that we've had even just a minimal impact for on sure. someone's life through doing this. This is what we always wanted to do with this podcast. It was an excuse for us to get together and talk nerd, talk the things that we love, but also to share and find like-minded individuals to share that passion, that enthusiasm with. Yeah. So all of that, we thank you, man. Mm-hmm. My man, yeah. like, that, that, that means a lot. We love hearing stuff like this. And the fact that we've even influenced you to start reading comic books. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Like that's that's that's, that's huge. That's what for it's us. all about, yeah. right there, man. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much for writing us. Um, let us know, like, what what are you reading? What are you collecting? You <clears throat> know, let's see some of those steel books. Yeah, let's see yeah. some of those steel books. Check out his yeah, Twitter man. Twitter gang, we're always present on there. Absolutely, and yeah. Even, yeah, if if you have Twitter, you know, let us know your Twitter. Well, handle. he does have Twitter because oh. he did send it through me. Oh, okay. Here, so well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I sent the message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, I always give Tina a hard time. No, thank you so much. That's so cool. Um. Yeah, that's that's something. That's yeah, cool. That's, that's special, cool. man. Thanks, yeah. thanks, yeah. dude. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Make sure to tag us on some of those collections. Take some yeah. pictures. Love oh yeah. Throw them on Twitter. I'm sure the gang would love to see them too. Everyone else is collecting. Whether you do it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or over on Shelf Sunday, yeah. whenever, just toss it up. Let us know. Get us up. We love seeing people's collections. And I love that he's got steel books in here because that is 100% your fault. Yes. Which is 100% your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Inception thing. Boom, boom, boom. And then he's gonna like incept someone else. <laughs> there you go 
All right, guys, let's jump into some of the news. And before we get into anything Stars Marvel or DC, we're going to take a quick pit stop over in the Jurassic franchise. We're not going to spend too much time on this. Sanjay, Sanjay and I, we... we Yo, that was big... a good T-Rex. That right? was really good. Right? Oh, was, yeah. 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 T-Rex. Nice. Baby T-Rex, maybe? Okay, let's hear yours, <laughs> tough guy T-Rex. No, this is like the owl part two. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> fine. Okay, fine. Let's see if you can guess this dinosaur. <laughs> baby t-rex again <laughs> nailed it <laughs> oh <laughs> man <laughs> anyways troy not the biggest jurassic fan in the world but yeah troy take a nap yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like yeah. when i you guys talk about star wars Straight i take up, a nap man, put them shades those poker oh, yeah. shades oh on. yeah stretch your toes you know rewatch shazam or something i don't know oh yeah, yeah. i'll do it i'll put <laughs> yeah. me to bed yeah. that's that's troy's torture is he has to watch shazam and dark phoenix back to back kill him brother <laughs> let me tell you this Jurassic World short that was released, it's called The Battle of Big Rock, directed by Colin Trevorrow, who directed mm-hmm. the first Jurassic World, and I believe is directing the third Jurassic World. This comes out via Universal on FX, right. and it was released online not too far after its release on FX. Now, what's crazy about this is this is a six or eight minute video that's just telling a small story post-Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, mm-hmm. where the dinosaurs were released... And they're kind of roaming around the States. Thanks We've been talking lot, about this idea. Trevorrow, you stole it from us <laughs> for literally years. <laughs> but just let them loose in the U.S. and figure it out from there. And you see dinosaurs. You see an Allosaurus, which is, you know, from Alberta. Uh, what noise does an Allosaurus make? Roar. <laughs> <laughs> Filled up with an Allosaurus today on my tank. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And it's, it's really cool, though, because the graphics are good. The story is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a short one. But it's kind of a nice you know, view into what's going to be going on in the eventuality of Jurassic World 3. Great little platform. I love that they're doing shorts like this. Sunny, did you did you love this too? Absolutely. Yeah, I saw it. It was really good. Yeah. You know, um, but like what kind of family there's dinosaurs roaming around goes camping? Shit, man. I, I wouldn't even go camping like you can't make dinosaur spray. Like if bears are roaming, you know, really? you stay away. But dinosaurs, like... That's intense. They seem to imply, like, like bears they do here in Alberta and BC and all that, that they track them. They kind of give, like, oh, there could be bears around here. But, like, we track all the bears here, so you yeah. kind of have a good idea. But sometimes they lose them. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how you lose a dinosaur. Would but... you uh, try a T-Rex steak? Would I try? Like, if dinosaurs yeah, were 100%. roaming? You would, you would eat that? Yeah. It'd be tough as shit. Trevor <laughs> <laughs> didn't do the last one, right? No, no it he was someone else. It. So, yeah. so, do you think he's going to retcon some stuff that they did in the last one with the whole cloning humans? Like, do they touch upon that in this little? No, short? no. It's, this is gonna. I think it's gonna be fully dinosaur focused. Yeah, stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're as like they just have to go down the path. There's dinosaurs running around the U.S. How does life change with that? Mm-hmm. And then you end up finding like the chasing and all this sort of stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As they're starting to take over parts of the u.s again go back to what's his name um the guy that directed rogue one oh gareth, oh, gareth, gareth edwards go yeah. back to his monsters his, oh, yeah, like, yeah. his original independent film yeah. yeah that's what this needs to be oh, i've been man. saying this for like uh, yeah, i said yeah. literally years yeah. mm-hmm. it's basically half the u.s gets cordoned off and becomes just jurassic world With that dis- uh, what district uh district nine district type. nine oh, kind cool. of feel a little yeah. bit yeah 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 so, so we all know where this is going to lead for jurassic world four right three no, but three oh. will be that, but four is going to be in space. Space. Dinosaurs in space, man. I'm calling it right now. Space dinosaurs. Jurassic World. You got space, you got dinosaurs. Billion dollars. Is, is, is Chris Pratt 
in that uh, clip or no no no, no. just some random family yeah. oh, okay but they have some cool well stuff acted. yeah they have some cool stuff though where it's just like mini clips of like dinosaurs oh, like yeah. messing with people in their everyday lives like one person's like driving and there's like a stegosaurus that goes and they gotta, like swerve around it and like it's kind of cool. that big uh, sea monster. There's like oh, a shark yeah. jumping up and eating something, and it comes up and eats it. Oh, so okay. it's like showing it's it's basically end credit scenes, but showing people interacting with the dinosaurs mm-hmm. in a negative way. Right, oh. which oh. looks like really like pointing in that too yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like found okay. footage stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, dash cam, camera, yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah, nice. So it's kind of good. Cloverfield kind of feel. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it was really cool. I love seeing stuff like that drama, yeah. especially in the Jurassic universe. Yeah. So when's Jurassic Three come out? I don't know. I want to say not this summer, but next summer. He was too busy shooting that eight-minute short, so it got pushed yeah. back a year. Well, and I, <laughs> that's right. But the reason I think he didn't do two is because he was on Star Wars. Yes, was on Star right. Wars. He got, he got right. punted after. So he was supposed uh, to do Last yeah, Skywalker? Yeah. Or he was supposed to do this one, Episode yeah. 9? He was supposed to do Episode 9. Yeah. He was supposed to do Episode 9, so like, they, they punted him. Well, <laughs> apparently, too, Mark Hamill and both, and Carrie, not Carrie, um... Ray's act, the actress that plays Ray, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley like loved that script. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Well, and I think one of them cried actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So he got punted because he was like he's a Spielberg boy, I think. Oh, I thought JJ. Oh, so him and JJ are both. Yeah. Spielberg. Well, because okay. I think Spielberg kind of handpicks. I might be wrong here. Yeah, but Kind of yeah. handpicks the guys to take over the Jurassic franchise because yeah. that's his baby, right? Of course, of course. Right. Yeah. And so I think he kind of came in through Lucasfilm via my guess. Like I'm just kind of connecting the very For obvious sure. dots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he came in through Spielberg. Yeah. And when they did the Book of Henry and had issues there with it, because he has a writing partner he does things with too as well. Yeah. And maybe it just wasn't kind of cutting what they wanted. Again, it may have been too far away from Star Wars, right? Right. Where they're, they've really tried in the last little bit to home back in on what is Star Wars? What is the saga really? Yeah, because when did they boot him? Was it just when Last Jedi came out after? Was it I think it was before. Be- it was before. Yeah. So they didn't even know what the uh, outcome we of We don't Last want Jedi. any controversy in our Star Wars films. No. <laughs> right. Really <laughs> Slash Jedi. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff. If you guys haven't checked it out, go go find it. It's on Universal's Twitter feed or cool. whatever, or the YouTube page and all that. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's cool. And it's just six, seven, I watch it at like four o'clock in the morning. I've been having very early mornings. <laughs> it's dynamite. <Yeah. laughs> but with all that being said, guys, let's jump over into Marvel. The MCU. Has yeah, you would. <laughs> it's, it's actually been pretty quiet on the MCU front for the last yeah. little bit. We got Spider-Man Far From Home jumping to Is home. that describing his relationship with Sony and Disney? He's far from home now? He is far from home. <laughs> it's very they knew it. Foreshadowing. Right? Because yeah. the first one was Homecoming. Yeah. yeah. And they knew some shit was going down. So, like, yeah, he's far from home now. Yeah, well, speaking about Far From Home, <laughs> it comes out in a few weeks, but there yes. is some news. I don't. We're going to call this pure rumor, pure internet conjecture. Put yeah. your name behind it. Tim has sources. He knows. I don't. I wish I had sources for this podcast, but I don't. There's a rumor that Sony has put another deal on the table. This I've got this from We Got This Covered, so take this with a bit of a grain of salt. But Reputable I, site. There you go. Very reputable <laughs> journalists from there. I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. Maybe they are. Well, they have it covered. Yeah, <laughs> Sanjay. But apparently Sony threw another deal onto the table to Disney that included them, Disney being them, taking 30% of the profits from Spider-Man, getting back that IP and creative control, but Venom and Carnage must fold into the MCU in some fashion. I'm not sure if this Ooh. is Tom Hardy's Venom, likely, mm-hmm. or if there's a rebooted Venom to some degree, but... Who knows? Will Will Disney accept this offer to get Ooh. Spider-Man back? That is substantially 25% more than they're getting 
with Far From Home yes. and mm-hmm. Homecoming. But now we have to find a way to get Tom Hardy into the universe. I think mm. it can be done. Oh, absolutely. Maybe ignoring that first film a little bit. Sure. Well, that film's a classic, man. <laughs> 800 million worldwide, doesn't yeah. lie. Most of the Transformers did over a billion. <laughs> Classics but, as well, in their own right. <laughs> so I know, we're going to linger on this too long because yeah. we spent weeks and weeks talking about this. But it's just interesting to kind of hear that, yeah, they are still talking. We've mm-hmm. all made this kind of gross assumption as, as an internet group that Spider-Man's likely gone for now. Mm-hmm. We've always put on the caveat for now. And I think that's very much the case. Yeah. That they're going to align at some point down the line, whether it's 30 40%, whether Venom and Carnage are now included... I don't know. At this point, I just want Spider-Man back where he belongs. Yes. Yes. So that's that's all we're really saying about that because we've 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 heard a lot about that recently. But one thing that was very much news to me that came out this week, and this comes from Deadline, one of our very reputable sources that we do tend to reference from time to time here. They were reporting at the Saturn Awards, the 45th annual Saturn Awards, which Ooh. Marvel Studios, and particularly Endgame, took home quite a few prizes after being nominated. With in 14 different categories, they did win six, including Best Actors to Josh Brolin, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Actor in Robert Downey Jr. for his role of mm. Tony Stark, which was supposed to be his last appearance as Tony Stark in the MCU. But in this article from Deadline, I don't know if this is something that slipped or something that was reported incorrectly they've just got bracketed here that downing will be seen in the role of stark one more time however in the marvel prequel black widow in may 2020 Ooh. this was actually quite of a quite a shocking reveal <clears throat> to me mm-hmm. that he is going to partake in this we all know this film takes place shortly after civil war we had speculated previously that maybe chris evans in the role of captain america would cameo in this because they do link up at some point before Infinity War to do some secret avenging. And they had been doing that clearly for some time based on their looks. And so the Russo brothers have been consistently saying they're not done with Captain America. They're not done with Chris Evans in that role. Mm -hmm. Makes sense that he would make an appearance here. But Downey? That's Mm -hmm. kind of a shocker to me. What do you think about this, Troy? I think it's a huge way to get butts in the seats to see Black Widow. I mean, if you announce that Robert Downey Jr. is coming back one more time, I, not even Iron Man, just Tony Stark. Yeah. People are going to lose their minds and mm-hmm. definitely go out and see this film. So I think that's really cool and that's exciting. Um, and I hope then that that's like the hurrah and that's the farewell yeah. and no more Iron Man. Because, you know, with MCU, we get a lot of deaths and they come right back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I don't want them to go on to it too much. It'll be interesting to fill that gap, though, between Civil War and how her, she basically ends that team, yeah. dispatches and goes off with... Uh, with Cap, so I'm excited to see that man. It'll be cool. I yeah. love. That. I mean, Tony's the MCU man. Yeah, you know? he is. He definitely yeah. is. Now, Sanjay, do you think this kind of tarnishes the very epic ending to Tony's arc in Endgame? Through the MCU, it built to this one point, this one snap, mm-hmm. and similar to Solo, you had you kind of took a bit of issue with this in The Force Awakens, where we did see Han Solo die, kind of that death, and then they went back. Same with Widow, yeah. and have given us a prequel of that same character. Now. Do you think that this takes away from Tony Stark's last film being Avengers Endgame, or uh, are you are you down for this? Um, uh, well, to be honest, it's it's kind of weird because like he kind of left on the perfect note. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to bring him back, I'm one of two ways. One, he was always supposed to come back, and you know we're just finding about it now. Or two, they're like, hmm, maybe Black Widow. It, you know, isn't making as much from the projections that we're thinking. We got to find ways to beef up the box office. Kind of like Homecoming. with Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. 
and maybe and maybe they're like well we have no real well no they said like maybe the next year they're like well we have no real like event film next year so maybe we'll throw robert Downey jr maybe we'll throw chris evans and we'll make this kind of like a civil war type cast as opposed to just a black widow film but to me you can leverage so many other characters black panther yeah captain america right. falcon yeah winter soldier right well winter soldier's frozen at this point oh yeah yeah be, be yeah Wakanda, right yeah yeah I, I, to me, it. I love the idea. Like, I, of course, I always want to see this Robert Downey Jr. back in this in this role. Mm-hmm. But I do worry that it's kind of just a throwaway thing, mm-hmm. and that it's not. And I guess if you look at it in the timeline of things, his actual end role is Endgame. Yeah, because this takes place before. It's a exactly. prequel. To me, it makes more sense to have Captain like Chris Evans as Captain America in this role. Yeah, or yeah, in this totally. in, as a cameo, he's something that could show up in the after credit scene. Like, hey, let's go Secret Revenge. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that that's always made sense to me. Yeah, um, and a minimum Falcon. Yeah, in yeah. his Falcon role, not so much the the Captain America version of it, because again, we're sat in the prequel time. But interesting to see things develop. I don't think this film needs Downey. No, to like, what are they going to pay him? Twenty five million dollars to make. 30 million dollars <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like is it gonna give it that much more of a bump people seem pretty stoked about this you included sanjay oh yeah this is my most anticipated mcu film next year yeah um but speaking of downey do you think he gets nominated for best actor at the oscars you mentioned he won at the saturn awards and i've been hearing some buzz online that there's marvel and dc are gonna push or not marvel and dc <laughs> maybe <laughs> but marvel and disney are gonna push for him to be nominated i think they will the same way that they did the for your consideration black panther stuff for best picture i believe mm. they pushed for that pretty hard oh i think for sure Endgame's being nominated for best picture i don't think so oh 100 percent, it's gonna be it should be but i don't know if it will be avatar I, I, you know was... i could see best picture over best actor i think yeah. because the performance was so early mm-hmm. in the year and i think so many other things are gonna come out right that robert downey jr might get uh phased out they'll they'll like, put some serious cash behind this though yeah oh yeah, yeah. The, you might even see another re-release yeah <laughs> we true. gotta pay for our oscar consideration yeah, that's true <laughs> uh speaking of cap though we say we might see steve rogers in this film but could it be the old man steve that we see oh, be awesome. at the end of the game right if you just kind of see him just he's just confused he's like where the hell am i what's going on <laughs> yeah, like how crazy would it be if he came and kind of told widow like you're gonna need to sacrifice yourself at some right. point. You're Something. gonna you you'll know when it needs to happen. <clears throat> right. But just so you know, like it, that would be crazy. really crazy. You see, old man Steve. Oh, yeah. Just oh, him running, man. skipping through the timeline. Yeah. She, she's <laughs> like, what the hell? Why do I have to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I've sacrificed enough. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All Hawkeye I have is a TV show. I have a movie. Make him sacrifice himself. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be an interesting thing to throw in there as far as her character and the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. That. She's like, even in the throughout in between Infinity War and Endgame, like she's waiting to make that sacrifice right. and doesn't know when she's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, did she miss it? Like that's, that's something crazy yeah. that she could yeah. be contemplating, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if that's exactly ever going to happen, but it'd be mm. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah cool. Do you think they would play Creed's My Sacrifice My while she's sacrifice. thinking about it? She's like, they should have played that. Like, I don't know why the Russo brothers didn't ask me to direct Endgame. I'm going to admit this. I definitely really enjoyed that song when I was in high school. Oh, man. Creed's, Creed's like the man. I was in grade nine, I think, when I came out. I love Creed. Yeah, yeah they're good. My <laughs> That was the sound, eh? You never heard yeah. that sound? Creed. <laughs> so my, my Nickelback, they all oh, had Oh, man, yeah. they're so good. They, they my pulled Creed. something. Well, what's the one with, like... <laughs> 
My Creed and Nickelback are the same. Yeah. 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 Well, Hinder. They, they, yeah, they all have the same. Oh, lips of an angel. <laughs> Every time I do, makes me laugh. <laughs> well, welcome there to the Nickelback is. podcast. Yeah, Troy, I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> these, uh, these last few episodes have been quite tangential, quite yeah. chaotic, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Joker's coming out soon, so we got to get that chaos. And yeah. Actually, we'll talk about this later. I heard something about his laugh, which I really liked. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, he why? based it off my laugh. No, actually, I'm not going to talk about this because it's it kind of tells. Spoiler? Yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler. Uh, okay. Don't so, spoil it, Tim. I won't, I won't. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't it's spoilers. terrible. I heard it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. How much? Oh, that Disney check fell out of your pocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> few zeros on that one yeah <laughs> all right speaking about disney let's head over to star wars for a little bit yeah now we're getting some rumors here rumors again rumors so many rumors all these rumors turn out to be true though <laughs> we we start the rumors we we're do. like where do you find this uh the nerd room podcast we don't start them we perpetuate them <laughs> <laughs> now we'll remember the hashtag make solo to happen campaign this was yes. really driven by the resistance broadcast podcast over there uh, underneath stars news Net, i believe now this thing trended pretty hard i got the support of ron howard i got the support of john kasdan one of the writers for solo um, so a lot of momentum behind this, and this is really kind of that positive vibe about getting something made, not a new whatever, this, that, the other thing. It's really about let's do something positive within this community. We've, mm-hmm. It's been a pretty tough couple of years <laughs> in the community, and this was one of the real shining lights as far as positivity goes about the, kind of this getting behind something that we can all support. Now... What's come out of this, maybe not directly out of Make Solo 2 happen, but at least the idea of what could have came next for Solo. We always heard the rumors that there was, you know, uh, I, I, how do you say his name? Ulrich. Ulrich? Oh, uh, Alden Ulrich? Yeah, or, Alden yeah. Ulrich. Yeah. He was signed on for three pitchers. Okay, yeah. Now they're talking about, which always kind of give you the idea that they at least in some capacity had ideas for sequels for this. They really set this film up for a sequel too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of left on an ambiguous note, kind of left a few of the characters up in the air asking the question of, do you guys want more? And yes. of course, yes, we want more, especially mm-hmm. when you have that massive tease of Darth Maul in there. Huge. So with the Disney Plus platform, we're seeing what the MCU is doing. There's like 10 shows announced there. They're really expanding the MCU, the cinematic side of it in that disney plus platform now starting 2020 we're gonna have like two or three shows a year focusing around characters that we're seeing right off the screen now with that we're getting in the star wars universe we're already getting the mandalorian we've got cassian andor and we've got obi-wan all confirmed to be shooting within the next little bit and coming out kind of one by one over the next couple of years now they're talking about doing a solo spin-off Yes. on the Disney Plus platform, but not particularly focused around Lando, Chewie, and, and Han, but more of that underworld, that Crimson Dawn, maybe Darth Maul, Kira type of yes. story. Now, to me, that is super intriguing. Definitely. is let's you know The Mando's going to be our first walk outside of the Force, really on live action, and getting something a little different. Yeah, Rogue One, you could argue, didn't have too, too much, and Solo didn't have too, too much of the Force, yeah. but it's still heavily entrenched in things that were familiar to us from the saga films doing something like this and running with crimson dawn the underworld some of the stuff we see in the comic books yes ton of potential there what do you think of this troy like Mm -hmm. does this catch your eye or is this just another one of those shows that yeah we'll catch it at some point 
yeah, no, this this definitely has my interest. I mean, it's it's Mando, obviously, it's Clone Wars. Yes. And this, for me, takes over uh, the Cassian. Yeah. I've, I've never been the biggest Cassian guy. I, I'm still kind of scratching my head while we're going there. But um, this makes a lot of sense and a lot of reasons, especially when you have the general audience that saw Solo and they get that cliffhanger with Maul. Well, those people are like, well, this guy was killed. He was chopped in half. They haven't That's watched Clone thought. Wars, <laughs> right? And yeah. they, haven't, they haven't followed up with Rebels. So I think here is a great opportunity to explore Maul live action once again. And you can have flashbacks of him going through what he went through yeah. after the events of Episode 1. And, you know, him getting the spider legs. Whatever the case is, you don't have to necessarily see the spider legs. You don't have to necessarily see the, was it the Night Sisters, I think? Yeah. Right? You don't have to see his whole, like reincarnation basically but you can have little flashbacks of him dealing with what happened there to catch the audience up and be like oh so that's what's happened without too much relaying of like rebels and clone wars so it is a smart move if you want to focus on maul but at the same time if they go that route you have to think like wow we've had a lot of darth maul you've had more maul than like almost luke in some ways like vader or, or vader you've had like two different TV series, Rebels and Clone Wars. You've had the comics. You've had episode one. You've had the solo movie and yeah. now potentially this. That's that's a lot of them all. So, um, I don't know. It's it's a lot of effort to do if that's the, the approach they want to make, like catch up. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I do like the aspect that we can go these different routes and explore like the underbelly of like um, the the crime syndicate and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think that'd be cool. And I want more Kira. I want to see her angle and how her story basically ends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm kind of down for this. Yeah. And it doesn't for me it doesn't need to be whoop, for me it doesn't even need to be mall focused. Yeah. He needs to be like the emperor in the background, right? Yeah. Like pulling the strings. You see him every once in a while, maybe towards the end you do get him slicing and dicing with that double bladed lightsaber. Yeah. Get Ray Park back just for a quick cameo and all that. For sure. And you can have him just popping in via like uh, like Holocron or Holonet or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And just showing up spouting some lines like he did in, in solo and then yeah. taken off exactly and yeah. just kind of give us that, that that underbelly of of the stars universe expand it in that way and there's a lot you could do you could have crazy cameos yeah. you Boba have Fett because he, Fett. I, I heard there's a scene he's meant to be in the solo movie so oh really you could actually oh, have like fully fleshed out more Boba Fett after Clone Wars because he'd be like an adult yeah you could have yeah. Dengar IG-88 yeah you could do like that whole bounty hunter idea yeah which I think which the Mando spun out of a little bit for sure but you could take all of that and Cat Bane yeah exactly Cat Bane yeah. live action you could yeah. do some pretty crazy stuff it'd be pretty stuff. cool yeah so very exciting Sanjay you got any take on this one um Yes, I'm excited for it. Do we have to re- do we have to watch it to are we gonna be having like a full one hundred percent? Oh, then um, no, I'm against it, and I shouldn't do it. It's, it's just yeah, there's it, a really high inflection on your voice. Yeah. When you said it. <laughs> I was like, where am I gonna go with this? Um, yeah, I'm down for more content. I mean, will I check it out? Eventually, probably. Well, you have to. <laughs> the podcast depends on it. <laughs> Help me, Sanji. You're I, my s- only hope. I, I, <laughs> I'm still confused exactly, maybe because there's so many different timelines in Star Wars, but where I know exactly where Solo takes place. Like it's between episodes three and four, obviously, but mm-hmm. how close is it to three? Like, there's, you know in, what I mean? You know in that graphic that they had at, I think it was D23? Yeah. It's in there. I want to say like seven years after Revenge of the Sith, maybe? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So like Maybe? Solo would have been like born while there was a Republic. Like he would just be like I a little kid. I think so. Yeah. Cool. I cool. think. Well, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, Luke was 20, born yeah. right after, so he's, he's older than Luke. Yeah, he's born like the day the Empire or the yeah. Republic fell. Yeah, right? Him and Thane and uh, yeah. Ezra, I think, were born on Empire Day or whatever. Yeah, it's called. Yeah. So Is that their own day. 
Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. When you're a dictator, you can have anything you want. <laughs> Today is my day. Today is Sonny Steelbook's day. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think this Disney Plus is a, is a great platform yeah. for stuff like this. Definitely. And this is a story that's never going to make it to the big screen. No. And this story you could easily translate into a book or comic. Yeah. But hell, if you're going to put it on here, just, just go for it. Yeah. I think it, it all comes down to just tightening things up this doesn't need to be 10 episodes no dude no. give me a six episode crimson dawn or Done. crime syndicate whatever you want to call it yeah. call it syndicate for all i care yeah. yeah and it's gonna intrigue me enough to get into there especially with this momentum that Star Wars has right now make yeah. it a musical yeah oh i love that <laughs> hey. troy will be yeah. the musical director yeah. it worked for spider-man right right yeah. <laughs> and superman <laughs> all right sunday my let's, man let's get some, some dc stuff here as we kind of get towards this big Suicide Squad announcement, there's another very revealing story that was popped onto the internet through comic book solicitations. Oh, yeah. The um, wardrobe malfunction of Superman down <laughs> yeah. the trunks. Yeah. Very revealing. Yeah. yeah. He just had to put it back. Very tiny. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Rude. Hey, he's got it everywhere else. <laughs> no. So there are Brian Michael Bendis mm-hmm. of former Marvel fame. Yes. You know, big writer of Daredevil. Avengers, every freaking event in the mid 2000s at Marvel. He's over at DC exclusively now and he's writing Superman. Now, coming, I believe it's this December in Superman number 18, there looks to be a massive shift in the status quo for the character. A character Mm -hmm. that's kept his identity secret, I believe, forever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like even now, Jimmy Olsen doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the latest uh, Leviathan event. Mm-hmm. he's just like he's talking to amanda waller and he's like oh i wonder who superman is or something and then amanda waller like looks at him like you're an idiot like yeah. she knows she knows everything but yeah uh... those glasses do wonders <laughs> <laughs> well, haven't you seen uh ready player one yeah the clark kent glasses where he puts them on and yeah. you're unrecognizable i don't remember that part oh really yeah. but yeah. Isn't, isn't there something like he vibrates his head so quickly that yeah like, there his is face that. Deforms yeah, like his muscles yeah. can change his, his yeah. face and his chin and all that he's yeah. superman man he could do whatever, he can do whatever. Yeah. right well he can do anything now because it was revealed here like i said in the solicitations for december and this is happening i believe in lois lane number seven this is where it spells it out it says this issue ties the events of december's superman number 18 to the gigantic status quo shift for both lois and her husband superman superman sorry when the man of steel decides to reveal his identity to the world interesting here's my take on it yeah welcome to sanjay's corner no i'm just kidding um dc needs to do something to make superman relevant again I relevant it. or relatable I think both. relevant, yeah. uh, relatable maybe to some people, but to me, I see all this stuff that they're doing for Batman. Like it's Batman Day coming up, I think, like in a couple of weeks, and they're lighting freaking bat symbols around the world, like in different cities, to celebrate Batman Day. Which can we just pause there for a second? Mm-hmm. This is a PSA for Grabs and his family. <laughs> Mrs. Grabs, can you let him change that? windmill into a bat signal oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know maybe batman will show up at your house now for batman day if if you do then tim promises to mow your lawn wearing a batman costume no i think he's got a fairly large <laughs> <Bar Carlos's>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway sorry we just had to put that out there yeah. on PSA for grabs yeah Anyways, continue, Sanjay, no no worries um superman you know you look at the sales 
and they're way down. Like they're like half of what Batman's selling. And I think DC needs to do something and not just like a gimmick to make him popular again. You know, he still is popular. Like everyone and your dad knows who Superman is, but not everyone is reading him. But like for the common comic book reader, yeah. Like even say for myself, him revealing his identity does not draw me in. Yeah really at all like to me it's it's not like he wears a mask and you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah it's not the same as the reveal when they did spider-man, Spider-Man in civil yeah. war right yeah. mark, mark millar like it was that was huge that was massive mm-hmm. and it backfired big time too. yes it did yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they had to do also sort of dimension yeah, weaving. oh yeah yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. A good look. yeah. So everyone <laughs> forgot about him yeah. right yeah i mean i don't know man like this stuff it's not like that important to me they should be focusing on just telling like Maybe, I haven't read it yet. Like I, I've been, I've been digging like the action comics, and I've been reading it. And I've been liking it. Um, but that's Bendis too. Yeah, that's yeah. Bendis as well. And he's doing the event Leviathan with, uh, with uh, Superman and a bunch of Batman characters. Right. But they just need to find something. I don't know, man. It's just something that's like not like there with Superman. Like I don't know what it is, and like why he isn't selling very good, and why he isn't like Man of Steel. Like the film didn't like make as much as like the Batman films do. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just something. I don't know if it's just Superman the character or what they're doing with him. But I love Superman the character. Like I actually like Superman the character more than Batman the character. But Batman has way better stories. Yeah. You know, I could list off my hand like so many good Batman stories. But with no. Superman, I'd struggle and name a couple. I think he's hard to write. He's hard to write. He's, he's hard to write. Much like the Hulk, right? Yeah, he's much like the Hulk. But people have done it in the past. They did, but the times have changed. Like, you know, yeah. we go through these phases of we want the grittiness or mm-hmm. we want just the average, everyday Joe kind of person. It's tough, too, because, you know, I know the New 52 gets a lot of flack. I actually like it, but they tried a lot of different things with Superman then. Mm-hmm. Right. I think even more so than now, and people didn't respond to it well. Like, they tried depowering him, which I thought was a good idea. I agree. You know, just yeah. wasn't the best stories. But I think it's, you know, you got to take away some of his powers or have him have consequences for using certain powers, which mm-hmm. is what they did in the new 52. He, he discovered a new power, but because of him using that power, oh, right. it made him a lot weaker to the mm-hmm. point, even when that Superman started to die, I think. So yeah. there's some cool effects there, but <clears throat> it's really tough because you have like Superman can do it all, yeah. you know, and similar to the Hulk as well, but it's the stories. Like, how do you write that character in this day and age? They tried going the gritty route, like yeah. Batman, Man of Steel. Yeah. And, um, I think that's why I liked it, but yeah. people didn't really respond that well to it. Yeah, I think know? this is part of the reason too. And this is again my opinion. Like <clears throat> I, I th- Man well, of Steel is no, a great film. It's a good outside opinion for someone who doesn't read DC Comics yeah. and reads Marvel. It's a good opinion. But like from, from the film universe, I think it's the same issue translating on the screen. Like I know there's a ton of great ideas, and a lot of people are in disagreement on this. <laughs> but coming from the periphery of that fandom, mm-hmm. that film is great. Yeah. But I think it's because Zod's in it. Because yeah. you believe yeah. everything that's happening, right? That's right. Yeah. But as soon as you get to Justice League and he's punching out like Justice League members, to me it just doesn't work in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is. It's just he's always been for me a very difficult character. Yeah. Like I, I just I've never had any desire to read Superman. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. You're not alone. There's a ton of people that feel that way and but essentially, Captain America's like other than the powers isn't too far off. Yeah, well, yeah. Like the, the basic, goodness, yeah, right? the, right. the yeah. base idea, right? Yeah. Holding those certain values and mm-hmm. and you know not compromising those for really anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing that Cap has going from at least from my perspective is that like he's he can do everything from fight aliens to fighting you know just a guy robbing a bank and yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like sometimes Cap's even hard to relate to for sure because he's like Mister Boy Scout <laughs> and they're doing great things in the comic book right now yeah. where how like is the american 
dream or American value? Are they dead? Yeah. And like, yeah. what does he represent? Oh, okay. And even the comic okay. books so far as to gone is that like Cap is no more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great to see that. And that's comes down to the relevance that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And relation uh, relatable is that they're taking like current events and kind of weaving that into the, the, the foundation of Captain America now, as he kind of goes into what is now a very different world, mm-hmm. both within the comic books and our own world, like yeah. reality. Right. And so soups has always, I've always struggled for mm-hmm. some reason for sure. with that. Man, it's, like I said, Man Steel's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, again, it's starting from, he's really, his powers aren't huge, you're yeah. watching him develop him, and then he's going against a foe that is equal, in some cases, more powerful than right. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But when you when you dumb it down to, like, just Doomsday, or even... A Brainiac. Or, yeah, you, yeah, but you need something like that. Yeah. You need a Brainiac. You need to bring in someone that you could say realistically could take down Superman. Yeah. Because that's always the hardest part. Do you ever feel that Superman's at risk in any of this? Like, again, there's like... No. Like, what, 100 years or whatever, how many years, 80 years of stories? Right. Where, so they've done something right. (laughs) Right? Like, this character isn't unwritable. Yeah. But is it harder to translate in modern day would be, I guess, the question. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think, though, like, them coming up with, like, him revealing his identity is not the answer. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, one of the best parts of Smallville is the fact that he can't show his powers. Like, he's hiding completely. There is no Superman. So it's Clark Kent. He's doing all these cool deeds and tasks and heroic things, but Mm -hmm. nobody knows that's him. Like, I think the closest that they have is he's the blur at one point, but they have no idea who he is because he's so fast with it. Yeah. And I always love that aspect, but... If you have Superman now revealed to everybody who he is, then I think there needs to be some kind of massive backlash. Like, I can't see that story being very long, and it'd be, like, a bigger endgame. Like, maybe he becomes a villain. Maybe he kind of goes, um, kind of like the show right now I'm watching, The Boys. He goes, like, more of, like, this Homelander route, oh, who's, like, yeah. this cool kind of... Well, he's not really cool at all. He's, he's basically <laughs> a bad Superman. Yeah. But it's more of, like, the Injustice route right. of the Superman. Well, but on the ju- Injustice point, <clears throat> is the consequence from all this the death of Lois Lane. Right. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they figure out who he is who he's married to and she's the one that suffers and this is very good this goes back to the idea of spider-man exactly right? at me yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah that yeah. there's your big consequence yeah. from his right. reveal is he reveals it and then she dies then in the same dies. issue yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know if they'd be brazen enough to kill off lois lane but you know the last you know even batman calls it out he's like the last time you inspired people is when you died and i think i was like in uh <laughs> Was that Infinite, Infinite Crisis? It was in one of the crises. It was a really good, really good run. And, yeah. And it was like Superman was like really good written back then. I think it was like 2006, 2005. Carlos is just going to like chastise me for not knowing this. <laughs> but I remember it was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like Superman, you have like the death of Superman. You have like the origin story of Superman. Those things are all solid. And yeah. th- those things get remade a ton. Oh, yeah. Like how many like Superman year two, Superman year one. That's right. All star, all star Superman, yeah. the death of Superman, right? That's like right. another death of Superman. So the beginning and the end is solid. You just got to like, let's do some cool shit in the middle. And I think sometimes he's maybe too iconic. Cause like sometimes they change stuff. Remember they changed a suit for New 52 and people lost it? I thought it looked better, though. I, I, I loved it. I yeah. mean, people like Superman doesn't need armor. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But it looked really cool. Right? I, I thought right? it looked really cool. But like, just are for a look. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, something as simple as that, removing his underwear, caused such, such an uproar. How are you expected to write this character and take him into new stories if it's like every time you try something new, it just gets chastised and hated on? 
Yeah. I mean, it's... like Zack Snyder, same thing with Man of Steel. He did something new, took Superman in a different direction, and then people just didn't respond to it. Oh, I that's liked right. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite DC films. Yeah. Would, would it be I mean, really, it'd probably be a horrible idea, but if they did something because Batman's like the number one seller out there. Yeah. And we do know that Batman at one point had uh, Damien. Remember there was a point when Damien had powers? Right. Batman kind of had to mentor Damien. Even yeah. Gotham. Gotham Girl, right? Well, Gotham Girl's pretty cool, yeah. She's super powerful. Yeah. If Superman like lost his powers, would it be like stepping on his shoes too much if Batman it had w- to like mentor him? Because Superman doesn't really know how to fight. He has yeah. powers, right? Yeah. But Batman has all those skills. If he had him like it kind you're of, my psychic yeah. right now, it'd kind of be a dick move, I guess. It would it kinda of reminds me of uh Wonder Woman. Remember for like a little bit she lost her powers and she became like this like fashion icon with and, a like, jacket? With the jacket, yeah, yeah. Well, the rock star jacket, uh, the leather black one. It right? was it was like like a seventies or sixties like mm. fashion thing, and then like <laughs> totally changed like all the Amazons left, and like I think that's maybe a little little too extreme, but something in between that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't. I you just know the hardcore Superman fans would hate it. This it's is just, terrible. This yeah. is a Batman book. This yeah. is a Superman. Book. Yeah. yeah, something like that though, where like you know maybe he was a little bit depowered, or maybe like he goes up against like even bigger threats than we're used to. Something like that, right? Like, I don't know. I, I always thought it would be, like, kind of a cool story. Maybe they played with this, but, like, what if, like, humanity revolts against Superman? Like, saying, like, there's all this famine in the world, yet you're not doing anything to help. And and then just, like, some of, like, those stories. Like, like you know, those philosophical questions. Like, the really the one that I really liked was what's so funny about truth, justice, and the American way, where these new heroes come and they end up killing everyone. And then, like, the public, like, gravitates towards them and superman becomes like seen as old lame and old-fashioned mm-hmm. right and then like something like that was such a cool story but it's like a philosophical question so they need to like do more stories like that where it like stretches your brain and it's not yeah. just like him punching the punching, problem yeah that's right you know <laughs> yeah interesting stuff though yeah. so keep an eye out for that issue it comes out in december that's low slate number seven and superman number 18 wow yeah let us know what you think too yeah so it's gonna be into 2020 superman's gonna be apparently a very different character everyone's gonna know who clark kent is yeah. yeah interesting yeah there you go yeah. well and another thing too and like batman v superman does everyone kind of know who like superman is clark kent because at the end of the funeral like it's kind of like I always thought. Like at the end of that movie, people kind of know Clark Kent was Superman in Smallville. Well, they had two separate. Oh yeah, the Smallville people. I always figured it kind of had it on the low. They knew who they Clark kn- was, or right? Superman was, right? Yeah, but the the world itself didn't. Glasses no. ain't falling no Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well there's another thing too, because in the newspaper it says like Clark Kent killed yeah, in battle. Or something, yeah. So it's like, well, mm. if he comes back now, what are they gonna say? I wasn't actually killed. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, definitely. Now, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. He's a, you know, quite a quite a acclaimed director in the MCU, directing both Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And Super. And Super. He's did, uh, what do you call it? Did he produce or did he direct the Bad Superman? Oh, I think he just produced Brightburn. it. Brightburn, yeah. Yes, yes. And Slither, right? And Slither. Slither, Slither's yeah. good, yeah. So, What's her name's in it? Uh, Elizabeth Banks, I think? Yeah. Yeah, he we'll wrote, go with that. He wrote Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. he wrote Dawn of the Dead, the no. Zack Snyder's first directed movie. Yeah. So he's done a lot of stuff, a lot of trauma or trauma stuff as oh, well. Trauma, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and he got himself in a bit of hot water not too long ago online for some of his comments when he fancied himself a bit of a provocateur online and made some not so great comments 
I'm not going to repeat any of them. No. But he <laughs> well, did. I thought you were. You have to go back and read every one nope. of his offensive tweets. Nah, <laughs> not on this podcast, guys. But he did lose his directing gig over at Disney, over at Marvel Studios. As a result of that, they wanted to really separate themselves from being associated with James Gunn. And he disappeared for months yep. and months and months. And he reemerged as the new director of The Suicide Squad. You know, DC called him up the next day and said, hey, we've got some, we've got an ensemble cast. This guy seems to be the guy they call on to write these kind of wacky ensemble films. Mm -hmm. um, and then not too long after, he got rehired by Marvel Studios to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and from a script that he's also written. But before any of that happens, he's got to fulfill, and he's been very adamant about fulfilling his commitment to the DC Extended Universe and this film. Now, this has been called the soft reboot. You know, the David mm -hmm. Ayer directed film from a few years ago, 2016. It was met with lukewarm reception. It had some very cool concepts, idea, cool ideas. The story, for me at least, fell pretty flat towards the end, especially some characters like Will Smith, Margot Robbie, excellent standouts in that. Even so much so that Margot Robbie's got her own spinoff, yep. The Birds of Prey. That's right. Yeah, and the, emancip the fantastical emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Ooh, say that five times fast. Yeah, I got that. First try, guys. <laughs> that wasn't even a double take. And so he's been really ramping up momentum here, teasing certain things from The Suicide Squad. This is his next film coming out. And he is now revealed via his Instagram and Twitter the full cast list for the Suicide Squad. This is really the first look that we're getting into this film. And James Gunn himself has got a lot of mainstay actors that do find themselves reprising certain roles or at least acting in his films. And we're seeing some of that represented here. Even some former MCU actors mm -hmm. are jumping over to this film following James Gunn and his style. And MCU directors. And MCU directors too, yeah, very much so. But it was interesting to see this huge list of characters come out. Some of the ones that we'll start with, Jai Courtney and Joel Kinnaman, Margot Robbie and Viola Davis, all returning from David Ayer's Suicide Squad in 2016. So again, there seems to be some linkage between mm -hmm. that film and this coming film. So not complete reboot, but maybe just kind of a redirect, if you will. Which one is Joel Kinnam again? Is that the... He's the lead guy. He's the uh, uh, Rick Flagg guy? Yeah, Rick the, Flagg. The, yeah. the $4 uh, dollar store action figure? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Picked yes. him Rick up. Flagg. Yes, yes. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. 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 So. Are you surprised that... Uh, other people aren't coming back. Like there was um, Katana, uh, yeah. Killer Croc, <clears throat> and I think I don't know if El Diablo survived at the end. They said like maybe he did, but they're easy to write out though. Yeah, like very yeah. easy to write. Right. If you want to refocus and don't want to, like there's a ton of other people going to walk through here. Yeah, but if you want to refocus the the writing and the direction of it all away from those characters, which arguably are some of the weaker characters in that, like El Diablo mm -hmm. wasn't like he had some moments. Yeah, if I wouldn't say it's a standout, the what do you call it? The Tana. Oh, oh, the car wash. Yeah, yeah. what was that? Enchantress. 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 Oh, yeah. Which is too bad because, like, in Justice League Dark, she's a pretty badass character. Yeah, but in Suicide Squad, not she, so much. She, I, the thing is, like, they had some characters that didn't belong in a Suicide Squad film, like yeah. Enchantress. Put her more Justice League Dark, like she's more like fantastical yeah, for sure. You know, like keep the threats like ground level. Don't make them like. Oh, this is like a fifth dimension demon, though. You didn't like, like the putties? <laughs> <laughs> the Power Ranger putties? <laughs> that's the sound. That, at least in my head, that's the sound they always make. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
This is like turned into the sound effects podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, on top of those characters that are returning to those roles, we had the announcement for Idra, El- Idra Elvis is... Is that his name? Idris Elba? Elba. Yeah. What did I say? Come on, you guys. You called him Elvis. 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 <laughs> Elvis, yeah. Elvis. So he's coming to the role. Originally, it was rumored that it was Will Smith's role, yeah. the Deadshot role, but apparently it's something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And preserving that role for Will Smith to reprise at some point down the line, maybe, if this one's overly successful. Not to say that the first one, the first one was wildly successful. Yeah. The box Huge office. success, yeah. Um, so that's really great to see him. We've got Michael Rooker. Taika Waititi, Sean Gunn, and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Crazy. Coming. These are James Gunn mainstays mm-hmm. that are coming in and joining this cast. And Fillion's a good guy. He's always at the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. He is. Uh, same with Michael Rooker. Yeah. He was here as well. So Yeah, Rooker's and great actors. Yeah, love and Rooker. Very niche roles are likely to fill. But exciting stuff like the King Shark was rumored for a while for Rooker, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 As long Condiment as he... King for Nathan uh, <laughs> Fillion. Yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard actually Condiment King for someone. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's kind of like the role that they're going with. More like comedy, right? Yeah. Like well, Kite Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me if Taika Waititi's Kite Man or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to bring a pretty wild <laughs> element to this. And because the, the, the tagline that Jameson's got going with this is don't get too attached. Yeah. Right. Which is perfect for this thing. Like, you can see a guy like Nathan Fillion's name on there. He might be in the film for three seconds. For sure. Right. <laughs> Slipknot. Sure. Like, exactly. Let us pour oh, yeah. one out for my homie Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's on no promo material. Like, Slipknot was the only one that got killed in that, right? Yeah. He's the only one without the musical intro. He's the only one without the promo material. Right. Like I wonder no which choice. one's gonna be killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's gonna be a lot of people from this cast bite it. I oh, guess. I, I think fifty percent at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've got Pete Davidson. He's yeah, from SNL. Yeah, the guy that dates people above his league somehow. Yeah, I don't know how he does. <laughs> Great it. Great friend with Machine Gun Kelly too, apparently. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's his superpower. And it's finally exposed. Yeah, there you go. He's uh, just like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's that's maybe that's what he is. Yeah, he will be Plastic Man. Yeah. Well, then I can see why he dates above his league if he's Plastic Man. Wow. <laughs> so I, just, I just passed you that one yeah, right there. Thank Give you. Thank you. It's, oh, it's freaking man. Pippin and Jordan in their prime. There you go. Just Lay slam up. Duncan, man. Lay up. Tim is definitely the Dennis Rodman of the of the Bulls. Yeah, I guess oh, I fill that role. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind taking on Jordan. You know, I'm still humble. Yeah, humble. Yeah. Future diplomat yeah. and relationship builder to North Korea. <laughs> um, one of the other ones that I really like here is John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Now he always plays the military guy, right? Like 100%. Bumblebee. He really suits that. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because a lot of people he had long hair for a little bit and people oh. were making fun of him. Yeah. And he said for the next movie he's doing he's been asked to cut it short again. Oh and which might be this film. That's right. And so he might be feeling maybe he's in to take Rick Flagg's role in some capacity. So that would make more sense to me yeah. if he was yeah. like that. Like basically shoving him out saying, like, look, you made a mess of this last time. I'm here, yeah. I'm the superior officer, I'm now taking this team. Yeah. yeah. A bad, bad man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the rumor is Peacemaker. Where he's like this guy that's like a, what you call it? Like a parody. So what he is, is like, he's someone that wants peace, but he'll take it by any means necessary. <laughs> so like, he'll go to war to achieve peace kind of thing. He's kind of like, a, someone described it today as like a mix between a G.I. Joe and Captain America. That's hilarious. Right? So yeah. I, I can see it. That definitely works. And the, yeah. there's a myriad of other people here. We're not going to go through every other person, but... You know, they announced like 20 people wow. yeah. in this cast, like the main part of the cast. Like I said, these could be anywhere from cameo to full-fledged supporting or, mm-hmm. 
or main actors, but they seem to have a pretty solid core there and kind of filling out with some real niche style actors, like real character actors mm-hmm. yeah. and guys like Taika Waititi and Michael Rooker and all That's that. Right. So very exciting here. And they've gone away from this neon stuff. And nice. they've gone almost to like the the card the art the title card art is very like nineties video game esque yeah yeah kind of that really yellow and you know nothing too fancy yeah I think too that, elaborate yeah that's like the OG eighties Suicide Squad yeah. logo oh is it yeah okay yeah. so like yeah that's like the very first Suicide Squad that's I think taken directly from the comics so I think that's kind of like more of the tone as opposed to like Ayers was definitely more like New Fifty Two Suicide yeah. Squad. Where you're like, okay, yes. I, I mean, it makes sense. I, and I really like, she's like the new 52 Suicide Squad run. I never read the original Squad run, but people seem to dig it. But I think it was more comedic. Well, I think this is where this is going, right? Yeah. Like, you, you hired James Gunn for a certain reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you need him to bring elements of Guardians, but not just remake Guardians. Right. Which I think is going to be good. Because you look at this synopsis that we got here. And again, this is rumored synopsis, but... Set in Panama, and Amanda Waller sends the squad there to find an alien monster locked in inside an old prison that was being used during World War II by the Nazis. The monster is now being used by two evil dictators, the mayor and the general. Mm-hmm. That sounds bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some rumors that the alien was going to be Miss Martian or Martian Manhunter. Oh, oh really? So I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll that's see. White Martian. Yeah. If it's, you know, Miss Martian. What's, what's the... Uh, not Martian Manhunter, but oh, the daughter or his niece. Miss Martian? Is it Miss Martian? I think so. Or she's a white. Megan. Megan, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. From, from uh, Young, Young Justice. Justice yeah. right? She's yeah. like a white Martian. Yeah. The original one's green. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. so they're always like battling each other yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's good. It, well, it sounds crazy. Yeah. It sounds yeah. fun. I'm digging this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I like seeing a lot of these actors in here. And wow, it's a song. I can't even remember when this comes out. Uh, 2021, 2021, I believe. Yeah. So cool. it comes out, I think 2021 is the Batman and Suicide Squad. Yeah. I wonder or how tight that'll something. be, like how, how it'll play. Like what we see in these characters, probably not in the Batman, but no, if the Batman's so. being connected. No, I, I, you know. that's another thing. Because Bronze Tiger, I mean, Idris Elba could possibly be even Bronze Tiger. And Bronze Tiger's been getting a push in uh, yeah. Tom King's Batman. Yeah, and yeah. have you seen the Suicide Squad Hell to Pay animated film? No, I still haven't seen it. Oh, okay, no. yeah. I think this will be, like, very similar because, like, in it, the, the story's bonkers. Like, yeah. it's Amanda Waller's dying, and some magician or something has a card where it's, like, a get-out-of-hell card. So if you die, you give it to, like, the devil, and you get back on Earth or something. Um, and, like, everyone bites the dust in that. Like, I think at the end, there's maybe, like, one person left standing. Wow. Yeah, so, like, I think it'll be very similar to this where, like, people are just biting the dust left right and center oh, okay you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're left just the core of the suicide squad like yeah. the characters from the original film yeah. and maybe you keep a like a taiko watiti yeah. Yeah. or a michael rooker mm-hmm. kind of in the background there but you're definitely gonna be left with like your core ensemble yeah, yeah. and it's gonna because they have to really leverage the whole idea of this thing yeah oh they really yeah. didn't do in the original one right and, and you know I'd be down if, like, say this one takes off and it's good and it's, like, a hit. They should really leverage, like, the use of their villains in the other films and put them in the Suicide Squad. Right? Like, why isn't Black Manta in here? Or, like, something like that. You made a joke, eh? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. The actor that played Black Manta. Oh, yeah? He made some joke that he was in it and people were like, wow. Yeah. And he's like, actually, I'm not in it. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be smart, man. Yeah. Leverage all that. (laughs) Yeah, leverage. 
Now, I guess to finish off this discussion here, guys, you know, we just looked at the Suicide Squad, which has got a massive ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. And just to round out this discussion of ensemble cast, because this is something that's it's pretty pretty well entrenched in the making of comic book films and you go back to the essence of comic books and essentially there's a lot of ensemble casts in this and it requires a very special director type to bring this sort of story to life where you're giving each individual character their own due their own time and something to actually physically do in the film while also trying to develop these characters through some sort of narrative arc it becomes very difficult balancing all that out and we've seen it done very well recently and we've also have some iterations where it's maybe not done as well where you have a lot of focus on one individual character and some of the favorites are left to not do a whole bunch and so let's talk about some of the the best ensembles and maybe even some of the the not so great ensembles Mm -hmm. in comic book movie film to be honest with you, there's not a ton of poor ensemble films. You can think of a couple, mm-hmm. but you know when it comes like for me, top of mind, you, you're talking Avengers for best of, mm-hmm. like going from Avengers one all the way to Endgame, the way that they're handle, able to handle that crazy yeah. cast, yeah, like and give most people something of value to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Endgame, I don't say think it ever suffers from not giving enough time to Korg. No. or valkyrie they they have, all have their moments in these films mm-hmm. where you still have time to concentrate a lot of efforts in on the main characters but it really took infinity war and endgame to get and really suss out those characters because yeah. cap didn't get really a story in infinity war no, no right no, it no, really came through an endgame yeah and so that's where some of the give and take in these films was was pulling together this massive ensemble cast and mm-hmm. you go back to even joss whedon's original avengers yeah they did a lot of work in there for a lot of characters, but someone like Hawkeye really didn't get his due no. until Endgame. Right. To be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. And so you see how hard it is, even with some of the better ones, it's like balancing all that out is very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's a minor miracle that Infinity War and Endgame worked as well as it did. Realistic it shouldn't have. <laughs> right. Like Think about the amount of scheduling, the amount of like people, like contracts. Yeah, the logistics alone. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Like the Russo brothers deserve a ton of credit because like that thing could have went south quick. Like mm-hmm. that thing could have been League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? Yeah. Like people <laughs> are like, yeah, <laughs> saying like, oh, like I need this screen time or I can't lose to him or you know, like yeah. for it to like everyone to buy in and for it to like be as good as it was and like it, they were both great so yeah. man yeah. that's off to the russo bros yeah it's hard to imagine that you can think of most characters in those two films i'd say shinra's one film and everyone has something to you everyone's in a different place everyone's yeah. evolved like even mm-hmm. you go to doctor strange he's on the screen for a ton of time but he does a hell of a lot in the film oh mm-hmm. yeah he's some of the most memorable moments right and that sometimes that's what it comes down to in these big films is having a memorable moment mm-hmm. like you look at we talked about earlier on in the x-men Oh. another big like and i never really appreciated the x-men especially the first you know x-men one x-men two for being complete ensembles right because yeah. they're heavily focused in on logan's story he takes yeah. the focal point of most of it but they do a lot of work in there to give the x-men kind of this almost broad view of what the mutants are yeah mm-hmm. you do see i think Scott Summers suffers a lot in oh, those films. Man, <laughs> yeah unfortunately on yeah Summers. i mean he gets his love in dark phoenix though yeah, but he's still. I mean, his 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 dialogue is Gene. His Gene, uh, Gene. his one f bomb. 
Did that take you by surprise? No, no, oh, really? No, I thought it was alright. Yeah, the, the, the X Men One F bomb per yeah. film comes yeah. out. It was like Scott. Yeah, you I, I mean that's well. probably the most action based Scott we've had. Yeah, probably. But I mean, he was still pretty whiny and yeah. <laughs> well, and well, like, he's just a whiny guy. I <laughs> mean, no. I mean, come on, <laughs> Slim. I mean, okay, let, let's be real here. Yeah. Okay, pretend this. you're Jean Grey. Yeah. I am just Jean Grey. That's you. That's the noise that Jean Grey makes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, she has a choice between buff, sweet Wolverine. <laughs> right? That's played by Tim. Yeah. Or Scott Summers with, hey, look, I have a visor. I'm sponsored by Oakley. Shut up, bum. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, who are you going to choose? She's going to choose the guy that can go toe-to-toe with the guy that's immortal. She's going to go with the guy that won't step down from the dude that can't be defeated. Yeah. But right? Because like, that takes more. But like you know I mean? Wolverine is just so much cooler. No, and he stinks. He's, he's hairy. Can- well, one, he's Canadian, yeah. so that's a bonus point. Yeah. It's also very short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not in the movies though. No, not. <laughs> yeah, he's like in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But that goes to kind of this this idea of the ensemble cast is that it's hard, and I think X Men don't entirely succeed. That's why Hugh Jackman shot to fame, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they focused. And it's interesting that they went that route, right? Yeah. Focusing. Well, Wolverine was a huge character. I guess he yeah. was. Yeah, in the, yeah, the, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Is he still? Like, or is that kind of faded? He's, he's so, so. He's not as big. I mean, they just brought him back, what, two years ago? A year yeah. ago? Back to life. But, I mean, they had Old Man Logan. Yeah. Old Man Logan was the more received one as recent, you know? And that's, that's very much a solo sort of thing, right? Yeah. That's not an X-Men. That's not an ensemble yeah. type of comic book, right? Yeah. And then, like, you look at Logan, that, like, you, move, you remove the mutants away from, you remove him away from the ensemble, and... You know, arguably, you get again. I say arguably, <laughs> you get the best X Men film. Yeah, right. Right. That yeah. like X Men in itself is entirely based in this idea of an ensemble, mm-hmm. and Logan, the best one, and Deadpool. Yeah. are two that you know don't have to rely on a huge supporting cast of characters, and I'll say it again, arguably they're the best <laughs> well, X Men films. What so, about? Like, does, does that say something about the bigger cast in X Men? Well, I mean, I would say, like, you think about it, if it's handled properly, like, Days of Future Past. True. That's the best one, yeah. in my opinion. That, that's the best handled cast. Yeah. Across multiple generations. But but with Wolverine, too, for his point, it did take him a lot of movies to get Logan. Yeah. Right. Because right. we did have old, was it, Origins? Yeah. We had the Wolverine, <laughs> yeah. which I actually liked. But, but yeah, again, I thought it was the yeah. solo character. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. it, like in Wolf and Origin suffers from like a massive, like they have all kinds of characters in yeah. that too, right? Yeah, that's right. Like arguably you could call that a, an, an ensemble. But like, like Wolverine's kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. had a bunch of X-Men characters. Yeah, you had like there. the, what do you call it? The, X the X, the Alpha Flight, basically. Alpha, was, yeah, it's oh, basically yeah. Alpha Flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're missing Sasquatch kind of, and yeah. Puck. Yeah. Vindicator. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like Wolverine was the only one you could do that with. Like you couldn't have like a, like a, I don't even know, a beast solo. You couldn't have like a Cyclops solo. It had to be Wolverine. Oh, Agreed. when they were doing the solo, yeah, yeah. The solo Agreed, films, yeah. basically. I mean, you could have done a Gambit, which they were. Actually they were trying to, at one yeah. Point. yeah. Although I the Beast, I, I, there was a leaked script of the Beast solo that they were talking <laughs> about, which would have been like decent, but uh, it had to be Wolverine, just just popularity wise, for sure. Well, and yeah. it's it's tough because you look at some characters, like even in X Men or even in the Avengers, is some characters play better in the ensemble. Like for you sure. look at Hulk. Yeah, like he's they found all his success mm-hmm. post Avengers. Yeah, and he like they in some of it's contractually that they can't do a solo film, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but like him and Ragnarok really worked. Yeah. Like that was yeah. another big cast. Probably one of my of favorite things. Hulks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. And so it's it's interesting that you look at someone like Scott Summers. He's never really been given the opportunity to go solo. No. But I don't know if he could carry a film. Well, that, the thing is with Scott, right? Even when they've done like solo comic book runs, it's just yeah. not his strength. His no. strength is a leader. So he needs right. a team to yeah, drive true. off of, right? Yeah. I mean, they've done a couple, you know, solo runs of him as a comic, but that's him being a kid. Yeah. So I, uh, I think with Scott, we need like that core ensemble yeah. team mm-hmm. for him to actually lead and not just be in the background. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now everyone's favorite, the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about their their portrayal? Even Batman versus Superman, the handling of the bigger cast and giving kind of everyone their dues. Uh, honestly, I actually thought that was like the strong point of the film. It's just seeing like their interactions. Justice League. Justice yeah. League. Yeah. yeah. Like when you see a scene, like the standout scene. One of the standout scenes for me was Aquaman. Yes. When I was he's just si- thinking this. Right. When he's sitting on the lasso of truth uh, and he's like talking about Wonder Woman. And he's like, I think we're all gonna die. And just like the interactions and like them playing around. I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, some of the other stuff of the film have some issues with, but uh, the interactions—it was just—I don't know. Maybe it was because it was the first time we're seeing in live action these DC heroes interact. Mm-hmm. So like, I gave it kind of a pass, but like, it was like, oh, like Batman's talking to Aquaman. You know, like what? Like what's going on? Like I never thought this would happen. Or like Superman's like racing the Flash. Oh, at right. The end. Like yeah. like yeah, shit, shit like that. Like it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I struggled a bit with the interactions. Like, mm. I love that scene that you're talking about. Right. And when they're kind of just chatting, it's more in the battle scenes, I think. I don't, I don't find that, that... And that could be a consequence of how the film was cut up a little bit mm-hmm. and all that. But it it's interesting that... And again, I'm not trying to be the MCU guy and all this stuff. <laughs> it's just I just don't didn't found the ensemble piece of it worked as well mm-hmm. in the Justice League than it even does in some of the X-Men films, like Days of Future Past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because right. I felt with the Justice League, actually, I liked the ensemble, but I felt Batman was different a yeah. lot in that film as he, as opposed to uh, BVS. And I guess that was kind of the point because he's meant to be a little more lighter, yeah. a little yeah. more trustworthy in this point. But he just didn't jive well with me. But I actually for a DC film, I think Wonder Woman probably had the best ensemble. Like her yeah. when she meets yes. up with the um, I can't remember the other characters' names. Oh yeah, but that um, team that oh, she forms, like the <laughs> like the Howling Commandos. Type. Yeah, yeah. yeah straight up, I actually think that's probably my favorite in the DC yeah. films. I love yeah. the chemistry between all those. They're and great. When, when, what's the- that? So, oh, I said they were great. They were they were great, and when, and when Steve Trevor like even bit it, I was like, oh shoot, yeah. You know, I actually felt that one. <laughs> so for me, that one point, kind of yeah, that is that, that really worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice pull. Yeah, I I, I love the scene where they're like, I can't remember the guy's name, the friend, the Moroccan guy or French right? Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, so you're telling me there's like a whole island of women that look just like her that I've never seen a man. It's like, <laughs> then what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fantastic that was awesome uh speaking of dc what about watchmen yes oh yeah right? we're talking about i think that's dc's team up their best team up film they've ever hands done. down it is yeah. Yeah. and it's so well done the yeah. thing that it does i think in spades is it gives every character has a story in there that yeah. all yeah. ties together yes. right like yeah. it never feels like i feel like i got every like everything from the comedian on right mm-hmm. you know i feel like i got a full story of those characters yeah yeah but it was within this bigger film mm-hmm. and yeah it, it's great I, yeah. I love that one yeah. you know you get your rebel obviously you get your leader and yeah. then you get your your boy scouts even like yeah it's, oh that's a great film oh, man. so good. yeah it, it actually did it better than the x-men when it comes to ensemble 100 yeah 100 yeah. 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 it was just a one-off too it didn't have time to build momentum yeah. no introduce these characters before and they're not the the easiest characters to kind of like 
walk up to and be like, I'm into this. No, right? No. It's like even Dr. Manhattan and all that. Oh, yeah. It's, you have to have at least some idea of who these characters are yeah. before one. Because it's not like, you know, Cap you kind of get, Superman you get, yeah. Batman you get. You don't need, you know, very much foundation to understand. You know, they, it doesn't, you're not asking the audience a whole bunch to buy into this. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Watchmen really did. But he got you there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. What about um, going back to or staying with DC, The Dark Knight? Like you look at everything, like Lucius yeah. Fox, oh yeah, Michael Caine and Al- as Alfred, Jim mm-hmm. Gordon, yeah. yeah, Batman, like you know what I mean. And that th- when he gets to rises, you've got Robin in there too. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bane, yeah. Two Face, Catwoman, yeah. Joker. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, big big cast. Like yeah. you look at particularly the Dark Knight, and then you throw in Heath Ledger into all that. Yeah, and the the moving pieces in that, yeah. like. Oh, it's so good. Oh, like, yeah. And, and everyone has something to do. Like, that to me is always when you have a big cast like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Alfred kind of gets stuck being kind of the man. I mean, it's funny because in, in Spider-Man, it really calls us the man at the computer. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. But it's cool how they weave a lot of that together and kind of give the dues. Like, Alfred has his moments, right? Yeah. When mm-hmm. he's really talking to Batman about... Isn't that one where he's talking about the big ruby and all that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's talking yeah. about some people just want to watch the yeah. world burn. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 So yeah. good. So Love good. it. Yeah. Any um, any kind of outside of comic book film, any honorable uh, mentions for big ensemble casts that you really think work? I have, outside of comic book films? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have two. I have yeah. two. All right, shoot. The first one, take Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Bruce Willis, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, Jet Li, um... I don't even know who Jean-Claude. else. Jean-Claude. Everyone. Jason Statham. Who's that? Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? The, U- Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Uh, <laughs> Mel Gibson. A, just everyone. Just everyone that was in an action film in the 80s. And you know, stick them into The Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> They're the type of film, if you can go and watch and turn your brain off yeah. and just want to dumb out for... <laughs> you have to like eat a steak while watching that yeah. film, right? Yeah, like, just be like curling the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like if you eat a salad, it just wouldn't work. You gotta yeah. eat a steak. <laughs> That's hilarious. It would just like wilt. Yeah. Um, the other one, okay, what if I told you you had a movie with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh my God. Goldberg, Nelly... What? Adam Sandler, Chris this? Rock, oh, is this the and Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it's a remake of the Longest Mile. The, the young, the Longest Yard. The Yard. Yeah. The, <laughs> and like, and it has like, it has wrestlers. It has NBA player, Are NFL you sure players. Goldberg's in that. Goldberg, yeah, he's the he's the convict. Remember, oh, he? he's the one with like the extra long, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> arms. Oh, and I think uh, Steve Nash or not Steve Nash, uh, Kevin Nash yeah. is in it too. Jeez. I mean, what an ensemble! We're talking about. Oh, you got Burt Reynolds. Of. Oh, <laughs> Burt Reynolds just effortlessly cool with his mustache and his. his just everything. So I think cool. he was in the original one. Yeah, 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 he was the he was he played Adam Sandler's role. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? I mean, I think even Rob Schneider's probably in there. He definitely is, 100%. <laughs> Every person that's ever been in Adam Sandler movies in that. Well, even, like, you look at uh, Grown Ups too. Yeah. You got, like, Shaq. You got, like, David Spade. You got Chris Rock. You got Adam Sandler. All the greats. All, and Kevin James? Yeah, Kevin James. Kevin All James. the greats. Yeah. What about, can't go without mentioning The Lord of the Rings. 
Of course. I don't yeah. know. I mean, of Longest course. Yard, Lord of the Rings. It's really a toss-up. Same league. Same yeah. league. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Uh, uh, Fast and Furious, too. Yeah. Fast and oh, Furious yeah. Is, is, is great. Especially when you're the rock era. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's yeah. when it you know, jumps up. With yeah. what, five? Five, I think that's yeah. That's when it started. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I love that one. What about? And, uh, what's that? Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I just go back to Marvel. I think for me, my number one for Marvel is... Uh, is uh, Civil War. I guess oh. it is oh, yeah. Avengers, basically. But, but yeah. Civil War, the airport scene. Next mm-hmm. level. Oh, man. Yeah. Next level. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, what about J.J. Abrams' Star Trek? I love that 2009. one. 2009, yeah. The reboot oh, was good. I love that one. Right? Yeah. And there's the one, I've never seen it, but they take the old cast and the new cast and they kind of Days of Future past them to... Oh, the next one giant, gen cast, yeah. Yeah, one giant movie. Now, I just lost every Star Trek fan listening to I think they find him, like, Captain Kirk chopping wood. Some point. that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> all right guys a couple more just quick ones i'm gonna say oceans films oh, oh that's a good one yeah. Yes. yeah i love like everyone from don Cheadle, brad pitt yeah. Matt Damon, like everything right yeah, yeah of course crazy crazy anchorman anchorman one. anchorman yeah yeah, yeah totally fights. Yeah. yeah that's right yeah <laughs> jim carrey's yeah. in it yeah i killed the guy yeah <laughs> should probably lay low <laughs> man those films are good <laughs> so good so, so would like austin powers then qualify too or is that too far out i don't know yeah, I mean, if it's a full on song it's hard because like, it... mike myers plays everyone yeah so it would be like nutty professor where eddie murphy <laughs> oh plays God. everyone too i mean that's yeah. a big ensemble and he's playing everyone that's i mean it'd much. be like if robert downey jr played everyone in avengers too much <laughs> <laughs> all right guys let's wrap it up there that was a lot of fun just throwing out some ensemble cast talking suicide squad and everything else in yeah. marvel star wars dc you know even the quiet weeks are busy weeks yeah man you know, yeah. we are counting down and highly anticipating Triple Force Friday. Mm. It's a couple weeks away. Joker comes out that same weekend. Yes. So Ooh. we're going to be hearing us talk about Triple Force Friday in some capacity, as well as doing a full Joker review. We've are you been... going to wear clown makeup for Triple Force Friday? Nope. No, nope. no I'm not. No, not? Star Wars t-shirt, man. <laughs> I, Star I don't... Wars t-shirt at the Joker uh, premiere. <laughs> my, neighbor, my neighbor came out the other day, speaking of which, he says, I've never seen you anything but a Star Wars or a Marvel t-shirt. That's me. That's me. I love it. I love it. It's like even at the swimming pool. Uh, yeah, even at the swimming pool, man. Yeah. Never take my t-shirt off. You got those R2-D2 swimming trunks? You know, I have towels. Yeah. I might have swim trunks. The gold mankini of oh, uh, C3? C3PO? Yeah, there, yeah. It is. there it is. Carlos yeah. uh, Candido would love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got Triple Horse Rider. We've got The Joker. We've got Mandalorian, Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. Disney Plus. We've got some trailers. You know, go back to last week's episode. We talked about what's coming in the rest of 2019, what we're excited for. Yeah. Is that what we talked about last week? That is what we talked about. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even remember. It's been a full... Uh, one week since we talked about it yeah. <laughs> almost one week since exactly to the day to the time since we wrapped up the last episode too. which which podcast is this because i'm on several you are just in podcast maniac yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah, I, it's all of them too i have singing with sanjay yeah baking with sanjay <laughs> yeah the sunny steel books steel book Su- podcast yeah, that's right you're coming soon yeah there you go i have a whole steel book network or uh, podcast network yeah look for it coming soon the sanjay network get yeah. at him with the Sunjabi Express yeah. with co-hosts. And you got a streaming service too, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Me and Oprah. Yeah. You know, we kind of like have our own channels. We're battling. You know, right now she's in the lead by a little bit, but I feel like I'm gaining kind of ground on her. So like this time next year, it's kind of a toss-up of who's going to get high ratings. So 
We'll yeah, see. you just never know. Got to handle more stuff, man. Keep... I know. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Keep a close eye on this man. On this space. That's Sunjabi on Twitter. That's where you're going to find all the announcements coming. And guys, if you'd like to be a part of this show, you can always email us at thenerdrime.gmail.com. You can find everything we do over the nerdroom.net. You can find everything that us in the Source Commonwealth do over on the SourceCommonwealth.com. Like we said, as we're anticipating Triple Force Friday, The Mandalorian, Clone Wars, everything, Rise of Skywalker. There's going to be a lot of content heading out on those podcast feeds. And like we're always mentioning, you can always find us roaming around on Twitter. And on the streets of Calgary. On the streets of Calgary, too. Hashtag the Twitter gang. Hashtag stay nerd. Hashtag we the nerd. You can find us always there talking Star Wars, Marvel, and DC, and really and beyond. Just kind of anything that pops up, crops up, whatever it is. We will be chatting, talking about it. So join in that conversation mm-hmm. and follow us on Instagram. I always yeah. forget that one. Yeah, That's a kind of a new one for us. So yeah. you can find all our hunt picks over there, what we're picking up on the weekend, what we've had success on both Troy's of the Instagram poses, stories. You yes. know, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Showing his latest, you know. Toys. latest outfits yeah. and his latest outfits, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah talking Tro- owls you know bird yeah. watching <laughs> birds <lips>. of prey <laughs> <laughs> with <Yeah>. troy <laughs> you know i, I googled it again today there you go yeah. <laughs> and last but not least we'd like to thank rob wade for endorsing this podcast over on morshley14.com you can check us out there as well as everything that he does and some of our friends including tumbling saber the roman pod and cast talk star wars everything's up there over on mostly14.com and with all that being said gentlemen thank you very much for joining me here to talk all things stars marvel and dc and until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you guys very much for tolerating sanjay <laughs> and for entering the nerd room if i'm not back next week tim kidnapped me <laughs> He's been in the basement the whole time. <laughs> See ya. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.